from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. We're going to see how this goes. Justine is actually trying to watch the movie that we're going to do for Digital Movie Club while we are recording the first part of the podcast. But this is a movie that requires such intense concentration that I'm not sure she's going to be able to pull it off. She is staying, if you're keeping score at home, she is staring at the television right now. Along with she's Just- good at multitasking. Is she? Along with Justine, yeah. Jake is here. Patrick's here. Hi. John is here. Hi, guys. Hi. How you Hi. guys all doing? This is a great experiment. I don't think we've ever done this before. Also, oh, no, it, maybe it happens a lot more than you think. She's watching the movies all ah. the time during the show. Oh, I, I remember somewhere she's like, I'm down to the last 10 minutes. So go ahead. Proceed. <laughs> I forgot I which one how that this was. movie does play if you're only halfway watching it. I wonder if it plays better. Does it play as well? Do you have the uh, <laughs> subtitles on, uh, Justine? Um, he's just overthinking things right now. Well, welcome no, to the next two hours. Oh, you get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's literally the next oh, two hours. Get it. Perfect. <laughs> it's, kind of like, it's kind of like when you keep telling a friend, it's okay, everything's fine. And they're like, no, but then blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you're making a big deal out of it. No, no, no. Then you're like, you know what? I'm going to shut up because you're not listening to me anyways. Right. So. Right. I'm done with the advice. It's okay. a fool. Well, I, te- I will tell you something, Justine. Let me give you a little bit of advice. It is a fool's errand to give advice. <laughs> uh, I've, I've learned that, that. Good advice. I've learned that the uh, hard way. So when, uh, uh, now, when people come to me with problems, I go, "Am I listening or am I solving?" Because if you just want me to listen, then I'll, that's a different mode. Then I'll be like, "Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." But you if don't I have if, to give a shit, right? If then You're if I'm solving, the if I'm minutes, solving, yeah. I've got to learn to be an active listener and ask, like, "Okay, and how did that make you feel, John?" How did that make you feel? I, I will when the guy say as men, I think we have to make that choice and we have to make that discernment because I think women can do both and multitask at the same time. Well, Whereas us, we're either in problem solve mode or we're in listen mode. And right. Understand. Right. And I think women sometimes, yeah. I, I think it, it sucks that it befalls the woman to do that. But the woman needs yeah. to let you know because because the thing is, if I complain to another dude most often, more, more often than not, I'll be like, hey, dude, I was just fucking in traffic, blah, blah, blah. Most there's two things that are going to happen. If it's a situation where there's no advice to be given, the dude's going to commiserate and say, "Bro, I that's happened to me. I feel that you, sucks. Bro. I feel mm-hmm. you. You know, there's some some attempt at empathy there. And if it is something where you like go to your friend, your friend is automatically going to give you advice, and you already know that because you're a guy and you're like, I'm going to tell John about this because he'll know what to do. Ask Dad. Yeah. He'll know what to do. Um, right. Whereas women you sometimes do a Koi special. Women sometimes just want to. Please don't interrupt yeah. me when I'm talking about women, Justine. God damn, Justine! Like fucking respectful <laughs> of the man in no. the situation. What did okay? you, What did Joe Koi say? Are you speaking? My painting. Uh, um. <laughs> no, he's talking about his peck peck. Yeah. Okay. No, he actually spent like 20 minutes talking about his mom's peck peck. He really did. Yeah. Um, Joe Coy said to get rid of your friend who says, you don't even have to tell me what happened with her. She's always been bad. (laughs) He's like, don't get advice from that guy. From that kind of guy. You don't even have to tell me the story 
IR Vic. He's been bad this whole time. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. he's already... He does the whole thing on advice. Right. I try- Mario, you're, you, speak, you speak like somebody who's been married a while. You've figured it out. You really nailed it. It's like, am I just listening or do you want me to help you solve the right, problem? Right. Because yeah. most of the time, women just want you to just hear it right. and uh-huh. don't try to solve it. Just I want somebody to empathize. Yeah. And so you've really figured it out. And like, a lot am I solving or am I just listening? A lot of arguments. <laughs> seen, is that what women want? Sometimes uh, it depends. If, if I'm like yeah. talking and then you say that, I'd be like, really? You can't just listen to me and then. Whoa, Tell me if you're going to solve it or not. Shit. No, because sometimes girls don't want the guy to solve it. They don't want him involved. They just want to get it off their chest. Yeah. Yeah. So I right. feel like it's best just to, because it's a different type of listening. Hey. If I'm solving, I need, men need information, right? We need data. We yeah. can't make bricks without do you say that to Do you ever say that to Nicole? Am I solving or am I just listening? Uh, most of the time with Nicole, it's really, if it, with Nicole, I think we've been married so long that, it's it's all in the approach and how she she uh, broaches a subject. Then I then I already kind of know. Oh, okay, you we're know. gonna yeah. This is something yeah. she just needs. She wants she needs to complain about uh, you know this person and you know I'm just gonna be like, all right, dude. And then we'll, you know I'll be there with you. And then other times it's like, hey, this is happening. I need to let you know about this. And it's like, okay, this sounds like something where we might need to uh, collaborate. I need to stop, mm-hmm. collaborate, and listen. Collaborate and listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just mm-hmm. depends. But uh, when friends do that, when friends come to me and say, you know, this, 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 I always go, hey, wait a minute. What, what are we, do you want me to solve? Yeah, yeah. Or do you just want, do you want me to, do you want advice or do you want, do you am want I just listening? solve the problem or is daddy just listening? Because if, it's, if I'm just listening, then it's, I'm putting on Slay the Spire at, on speakerphone. And, you know, I have the volume mm-hmm. off, Slay the Spire. I'm, yeah. I'm building my when deck. you get a lot more, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, really? Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Justine, is, is Patrick a good listener? Would you say he's a good listener? Yeah, but if you are shopping with him, he'll put his headphones on. I'm like, oh, I guess we're not talking while we're shopping today. Yeah, that's a, that wow. is definitely... Yeah, but shopping is a chore. Shopping it helps is a me chore. cope with being out in public like that for extended <laughs> periods of time where I'm mentally fatigued. And he puts his headphones on and I'm like, great. So I'll just talk to myself. Uh, uh, we were, hey, I had one ear out and I was just jamming out to some music. Okay, We were joking so earlier. Right, right before we started... like somebody hates shopping. Right before we started, we, we joked, but we were joking about the difference between the generations. And uh, I was saying that Generation X is really fighting a two-front war because the millennials and the, and the baby boomers are two sides of the same coin. Uh, and mm. and John took great offense to that, but you know he's part of the. <laughs> I don't know that I wasn't really offended. I was amused. I'm like, so you are now the greatest generation. He's, eh? he's part, he's, <laughs> I think we have in, a lot in common with that generation. I think we do mm. because obviously our children are spoiled now because we gave mm. birth to. You know, mm. millennials and Gen Z, right? Yeah. Anyway, so you forget that you did this to us. Yeah, yeah. We had That's, nothing to see, do. See, now it, you right? sound now you sound like a boomer. Well, I don't know about that, but we had some good laughs. Hey, listen, we had some good laughs. We had a little bit of a technical break. We don't know where we ended up. We know uh-huh. we started the show. We don't we'll know where it stopped. 
So we're going to find out in post, but we're going to pick it up. We just picked it up. We're, we're playing the game Hot Takes. At, at some point, I knocked the recorder off of the desk. And you with, son of a bitch. I know. And I didn't hear it because I have my headphones on. I didn't hear it hit the ground. And so don't I don't know. Fucking millennial. I don't know what your headphones. Yeah. Are. See, Whoa. we don't even know if that conversation got recorded. It's a mystery. Yeah, we I talked wonder. about we talked I about wonder. so much good yeah. stuff. So we're in the middle of a game of hot takes. And so far, these people have not been able to convince me that uh, that uh, what was the one about? We had two about pizza. One was uh, not, nobody convinced me that pizza belongs on ranch because it doesn't because F that. Um uh, no I one, think you mean ranch belongs on pizza, not pizza belongs on ranch. Same thing. You know what? You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Whatever, <laughs> whatever. You millennials and your I say and your no constant need Baker. to be correct. Um, and then I, nobody convinced me that uh, pizza crust is the best part of the pizza because nobody believes that. Uh, mm. And then we were just arguing about uh, uh, whether or not uh, throwing up is better than having a fever. <laughs> I like that as a man, you conveniently forgot about the fact that women have it harder than men conversation. Do you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. I, I, it was obvious. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we dropped that. I probably quote unquote accidentally dropped the <laughs> recorder. Like, Wait, and that, I, was I, that was... I was talking. Huh? <laughs> 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 She's in mid statement and it just shuts off. It's just like, I'm like, I don't a, know. I just I just knocked it off the table. I'm like a cat. I just the question went, Justine, what do you think? And then just pure silence. Right. I'm just like a cat. I just just picked up right here. Oh, welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, uh, we are in the middle of a game of hot takes. Uh, the question is uh, (laughs) a hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, throwing up is better than a fever. Jake says uh, he'd rather uh, have a fever. Justine just said she'd rather throw up because you're actively you're being proactive in getting the toxins out of your body uh patrick yep. what do you think man what do you think where, where do you land on uh, this? i am a hundred percent on the board with i'd rather throw up than have a fever wow because again you get that instantaneous release right and that relief immediately versus a fever sustains and lasts and you can try and sleep through it uh-huh. and having fever dreams is just insane and not fun for anybody and it's not a good feeling because that kind of pulsing headache lasts a lot longer versus I could possibly, it's not a guarantee, I could throw up and be done or, you know, maybe I throw up once and I feel a little bit better or I don't. And I also think COVID got involved with this because now you're rethinking fevers, right? You're like, fuck that. I'd still rather have a fever. John? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know me, I'm always too warm to begin with. So I really hate fevers. When I've got a fever, it's like doubly awful and it could last for days. So at least throwing up, it's pretty much over with. You're done with it. And yeah, so I, as much as I hate (laughs) throwing up, at least you're just done with it. I think I'd rather deal with that and not have to do the fever for who knows how many days. Uh, Jake gets a point because Jake's the only sane person here. You guys are all (laughs) insane. You just want to thing. That's all that this is. This whole thing about uh, convincing you—that's just—that's what makes this an odd game. Is like we have to convince you. <laughs> no, it's that's that's a, that's a that's a uh, common uh, mechanic in a lot of the social the dedu- in social games, <laughs> like in party games. There's always one person nice. that has to judge. Even like Justine, dictionary. You're, you're muted, Justine. <laughs> How come we can't convince John? We can try. You want to try to convince John? Because well, I'm 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 not the. Um, I'm not the master of ceremonies. Mario is. All right, John, you are, you are, you are, you are going to, you are going to judge this one. 
And uh, why did Justine even say that? <laughs> why me? <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to hear? Yeah, Jake convince me. <laughs> She's not wrong. Okay. Or convince Justine something. That's that's probably a better idea. That's impossible. Yeah, I've been trying to do it forever. It's impossible. Movie. So where you, you at can, on the movie, Justine? He's talking to John Goodman. You can spend your whole life trying to convince Justine of something and she'll still tell you no. Have you ever uh, changed your mind on something? Nope. Wow. Um, that was an awful quiet nope. I put two toilet seat covers on the toilet seat. Wow. <laughs> he convinced he convinced you. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll do two now. Okay. Good for you, Patrick. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have believe you, anything. I, I thought have you ever convinced Justine of something? Oh no. Oh, God, no. Patrick? Oh, I don't know. Wow, and the whole time you've been together. That's a no. Oh no, I like I like your your writer, artist um, Neil Gaiman, his books. I liked it. There you go. <laughs> it's not the big books, but they're the little ones. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Has he ever written a little book? Yeah. yeah. And he made yeah. it into a kid's book, which then makes me feel like, well, shit. <laughs> oh. Wow. Mm. Meant just for you. Mario's either asleep or frozen. You okay? He's frozen. No, I'm looking. I'm looking up. He might be asleep. No, I'm trying to find a good. I'm trying to find a good. Oh, here we go. Question. <laughs> here we go. We have to convince John that rap music is better than indie music. Rap music better than indie music. Wow. When did this game get? Uh, when did this game come out? Uh, like, like <laughs> recently. Like oh, recently. okay. In, who says indie music anymore? Uh, you know, indie. Indie like, just oh, means. Come on, he already has a decision. He already knows what he wants. Then that's right? like the nineties. Indie, like alternative music. <laughs> no, indie is just anything that isn't on a huge label. Oh, like okay. it could be like a small. Know, it could be on time. a band yeah. that's not on a huge label. Could be a, okay. So could be a, it could be the rockingest band in the world, but they're just not on. They're not on. Oh, on I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the rockingest. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So uh, we have to convince John that rap is better. Okay. Can I go first? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, cool. Uh, John loves finding out new things, uh, especially new music and indie music. While it may not be the best. Uh, section of music for him to enjoy at least it's something new and exciting for him and he's always up for uh trying new things why don't you stop trying to kiss his ass and just to give reasons why i'm sorry i'm trying to convince john okay oh, wow. <laughs> I, I see the way we're supposed to play this i never play this with mario's doing it right yeah i'm yeah. trying to convince mario's, john mario's okay ball. right right uh, uh justine what is your argument do you have a what's your position and uh and go ahead and convince John of that position. Uh, She's frozen. So you're you're. You have a She's frozen. We're having a. No, incident. she's thinking. No. Looked weird. Um, I think that rap has. Hi, a good- Izzy. Oh, you can see it? Izzy in the background. Oh, uh, you got an Everybody eagle eye, there, Patrick. <laughs> be a, Go ahead, be Justine. What was your argument? I was gonna say that rap has a good beat. 
Yeah, Even you if could, you don't like the rap, at least you can enjoy the beat. Uh, you could dance to it. <laughs> it's I don't know. I've never seen John dance. Oh, dude, he's yeah. you don't want you don't want to see me dance. He does the elevator <laughs> dance. The elevator dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I look like Eddie Deason when I dance. Oh, that's so sexual. That's not great. Mm-hmm. That's so great. Yeah. And I feel like you would appreciate what rap is. I mean, some songs are talking about versus an indie song. Food for thought. Wow. Jake. Yes. John, John, do you feel that rap is better than indie music? Well, well, John's an attractive man, so I think he. I think he's, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> man, he's a handsome, he's a handsome, funny man, you know. So, I think, you know, he likes he likes variety and independent music, you know, brings that. And it's, you know, independent music's usually more those bands who haven't maybe haven't gotten that big break yet. Maybe they have like a really interesting sound that's not necessarily what's in like what's like popular in the moment. So they just haven't, you know, maybe they haven't put out that right album yet. But you can find some really great stuff and independent music encompasses more than just like rock pop like rock there's indie pop you can have indie raps it's it, it's more of like a it, it more just means like you know smaller bands or smaller artists who haven't gotten the break yet so you right. can get a little bit of everything right yeah right right I, I like, but you, have all... go, you have to go look in but you have to look Are, around for it you got to go dig like in. Mario's like, this is how you play the game. Mario, you're a good looking guy. So what I think mm-hmm. is <laughs> you, you, you put that wrench on the pizza. Right. Yeah. Here's uh here's my argument. And, and uh rap to me is probably just underneath jazz as far as the great American art form as far as music is concerned. And here's why. They're part of the same tradition. They go back to a vocal tradition that uh that I know John likes. Um, if we think some of the, if we think of some of the artists that John likes, Louis Jordan, uh, Delta Rhythm Boys, uh, those kind of guys, they had breaks in their songs where they would kind of do, not rap. Even guys like Cab Calloway would reduce it, would do something that was akin to what rappers do today. Uh, they would break mm. down uh, with like spoken word, do some verses, speak them out, and that translates to what people were doing with hip hop. Um, John, uh, rap is also a great way to enjoy other types of music because you're sampling. You're sampling stuff from different bands. Some of those are rock bands, and it's a good way to kind of encompass all that stuff into a new art form. So that's my argument as to why rap is better than indie. So I will always... I mean, Mario's, like, Mario's like, you guys are amateurs. I'm going to say Delta Rhythm Boys and Cab Calloway. <laughs> now read them and weep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Mario, you I didn't say it. how handsome how handsome John was today, so I we'll love see it. what happens. Mario's like polishing a gold gun. <laughs> Delta rhythm boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can all go to hell. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you guys something you probably all don't realize. Um, I don't hate rap as much as you might think, and I don't love indie as much as you might think. So mm-hmm. I kind of almost put them on an even, even keel already. I like stuff like uh, Public Enemy and... Uh, and Beastie Boys and Tricky and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's ancient history. I'm just not into the gangster rap and all that. We're going to get you kept there. kept up with the new We're going to get you there. So, we're, we're, so who gets um, the and point, the indie, John? And you know what? I haven't really kept up with – I haven't kept up with the new indie stuff either. So oh, uh, I'm wonderful. probably on an even keel. I probably can't be convinced because I, I put them on an even footing probably. Who already. gets the point? 
Um, eh, y'all get the point. No, no, no. There has to be a clear winner. No, there's John. only one. There can uh, be can only one. See, nah, yeah, no, he's being too nice about it. There you it's go. That's so why Mario. Mario. That's why Mario. <laughs> but I, I love how it come. It completely went in a different direction. You know, you're kind of a handsome guy. So what I want to tell you is. <laughs> Uh, all right, Justine, we're going to try to convince you that it's totally okay to pee in the shower. It's totally okay to pee in the shower. Or not. What a game. This is a hell of a game. Jake, you look like a guy who would pee in the shower. Uh, yay, or, yay or nay? Boy, do Boy, I ever. Howdy. Boy, do I ever. <laughs> Justine, you have, you have beautiful hair today, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, 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 I was watching a movie. <laughs> so, my, so my thought on it is, is that we live in California where water is precious. And you're already in, you're already in the shower getting wet. Why uh, not just, you know, why just, you know, just do a little tinkle and then just get it over with so you don't have to also flush the toilet, you know? It's more uh, environmentally friendly, more conscientious if you're going to take a shower, you know? Uh, Patrick. You know, sitting on the toilet, Justine, is your time to think and scroll through your phone and relax and enjoy yourself. And why would you deprive yourself of that by simply doing the quick route and just tinkling in the shower? But Patrick, do you believe that? Do you pee in the shower? Do you? That's the thing. You gotta. You gotta say I believe in it or I don't believe in it. Do I believe in it? Do you? Do you, no, he's supposed to convince uh, Justine, yeah, right? Well, you have to. You Justine. have to. You have to convince is. Justine of your point of view. You have to say either you do it or don't do it. I you, no, 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 no. The rule of this game is I have to get no, her to I choose. I explained. I explained the rules. You give oh, your position, winning. and then you, you defend. Then you defend that position. That's the whole point of the game. You can't take it away from me. I'm winning here. You give that position, <laughs> Justine. <laughs> This is typical. This is typical. Typical. Okay, for those of you who do not, for those of you who do not go to game night, this is typical. Patrick (laughs) changes the rules when it comes to his turn. Oh no, I didn't read that. No, 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 no. no. It's called being white. It's called being white. It's called changing Mm -hmm. the rules. Manifest Mm -hmm. Destiny was for white people. (laughs) Now that we've now that we've manifest destiny, the whole continent. The Spanish. Here comes. The, here come the immigration laws. We're all here. Mm. We got in without <laughs> paperwork. Now everybody else needs paperwork. That's uh, typical. Mm. Typical. Mm. Or we're getting yeah. a free trip to Martha's Vineyard. All right. John, it's okay to pee in the shower. Yay or nay? Uh, yeah. You know what the problem with this game is? I, I find that the whole idea of convincing somebody, I, I just think about what I do. And then I think, yeah, I'm not so good at convincing. John, we're know, not here you. to for you to work through therapy. You are here. <laughs> That's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I don't know why yeah. the fuck y'all are here, man. but this okay. is why I'm here. I don't I, I don't know about ago, you guys. You this was like therapy for me. I don't know about you guys, but I find it hilarious when I mean to John, even though I'm not really trying to be, because he's the yeah. most he's like the nicest guy in the world. So when oh, I say stop. something like that, I'm a terrible son of a bitch. So you know. when I say things like that in my head, I'm cracking up because like who would say yeah, that to I John? Know. We're not here no, for well. your healing, John. We yeah, need to know <laughs> we need to know if you pee in the shower or not. God dang it. You pay for uh, your therapy like the rest of us, mm-hmm. okay? Yeah. Uh, no, and, he's and gonna yeah, talk us. 
He's going to talk us through Austin Powers and talk us through yeah. therapy with yeah. it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. That whole thing about trying to convince somebody, I can do that all day long if it's a movie <laughs> or an album. Right. But when it's something like, you know, do you want to pee in the shower or put pineapple on your pizza? I find it, it's kind of like, well... Do what you want to do. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You don't want to. Get, uh, you don't want to get. Too I don't know. If you live alone and you got uh, you got a bottle of bleach handy, I, I, you know, you don't do it every day. I don't see anything wrong with it. You know. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying. It's not like you're peeing in a pool with about 50 other people swimming around you. If you're in the shower, it's over pretty quick. And I don't know how exactly unsanitary it is. Uh, so I don't see anything wrong with it. I'm a writer. You monster. Oh, you monster. Hey, let me uh, let me, let me take this call. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let me take this call. We'll be oh, right, good. Perfect. We'll be Just right back. We're at. We are back from break. Guess what, guys? I, in the break, we took that little break. I had to take a phone call. I apologize. Very unprofessional. But I went back and listened to how much of the original, uh, the opening of the show that we got. Nothing. We've got nothing. You got the bookkeeper. Oh, the you got show? nothing. The whole first, like, 20 minutes of the show did not get recorded. Oh wow! I must have knocked. Yeah, I must. Good, I must have knocked the recorder off immediately, like when I turned, because I have my back. I, I today I set up, decided to set up the, the microphone stand, and I had so the, your fault. And it is my fault. It's always my fault. Every technical glitch we have on this show is always my. So fault. when did it start? When did the show start? Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. We're recording, we right? Like that's on record that you just said everything is always your fault. Any technical <laughs> difficulty. Technical any We're technical glitch anymore? is my fault. No, you guys are in trouble for doing dumb things on your end. Yes. You're saying technical. You're saying technical. Stuff. Technical so, glitches. Uh, like what's playing, the first part of the show that you're Playing Animal Crossing during the show is not a technical glitch. It's not your fault. <laughs> so what's the first thing you heard when you started playing the uh, show? It's what, I read, what I told you guys when I said we, we're starting... Uh, oh, okay. We're missing a lot We had a great show This week was a great show I came in a lot of energy I was like I'm going to be super positive I'm not going to be negative like I always am We're going to talk about some good stuff And uh, I blew it I so blew it guys And we try that So time to be that, assholes I well, blew it The good thing is that uh, Justine might be done with the movie By the time we actually <laughs> get Yeah Justine jinxed it all I, You know what I rescind that I blame Justine Because she said <laughs> I'm going to watch this movie And there will be no I said there's no way We're going to be done with this movie By the time you You start So now we have to talk about all this I am a woman that deals with a period Just remember That's true Yeah. Did that, did that part get recorded? No, 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 no. We, like, like, wow. Like uh, Patrick wow. So pointed people are out. Going, people are going, where did that come from? Pointed, <laughs> what did she say that for? As Patrick pointed out conveniently, I left the part out about where women have it harder than men. Yes. <sighs> that was a question on the game. That was a joke. Although Patrick too, did have a very convincing argument. Mm -hmm. uh, we were, so we were just saying 
we were trying to convince when we when, when that when that call came in. It was kind of nice because I was able to go back and 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 find out what's going on with the show. So now, fifteen twenty minutes in, you're going to hear that the the explanation. We we lost the first part of the show, but we're getting something recorded. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to we're going to do a Conan Doyle thing, and we're going to work our way backward. So we're actually going to make it so we're we're building the show from from the back end, going forward. Wow! So we're 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 butt loading stuff now. Justine oh, just Justine left, left the meeting. She was so pissed off. Was she mad? What was she mad about? I guess oh, so. I don't know. You well, took away her voice. We're trying to convince her that uh, we should pee in the shower. That's where we left off. So we're never even going to get to finish mm, that. Yeah. Where, where'd she go? I don't know what happened. We'll maybe, never know. Maybe, maybe she went to go pee in the shower. Oh, smart, John. Smart. She no might laugh. have. Yeah, but yeah, but no laughs. <laughs> be laughing. It was. Why would we laugh at factual information? We're not. John? We're not here to, John. We're not here to. This is the not. The truth is not funny. The truth is just the truth. The truth is out truth there. Is Whether or not we can handle it or not. I love it, Mario. Saul. we're not here to laugh at your jokes. What are we here for? We're not here to what laugh. Is the show for. <laughs> we're here to talk about Barton Fink. This is a very serious to laugh at week. Your jokes. It's a very I'll show you the life of the mind. Wow. Yeah, John Goodman. John Goodman, Jesus. I, I'm trying I was going through my head. He's in so many Cohen Brother movies. It's hard to think of one he's not in. He's Can in. you think of a Cohen Brother movie he's not in? He's not in Hail Caesar. They, they like Wes Anderson have particular actors that they like to use all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. To their credit, I mean it does them well. A lot of great well, directors have done it. Mind works, you know. A lot of great directors have done it. John Ford had his cast and crew. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 Tim Burton, uh, Cohen Brothers, Preston Tim Burton. Sturges. Yeah, they had guys that they like. Justin Sturges had like eight guys that were in every movie. <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> Chan. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Jackie mm-hmm. Chan. Um, Mabel Norman. The Jackie Chan Griffin. stunt team. Um, uh, yeah, great show, guys. Great show. We don't know where Justine went. We don't know don't where know. Justine went. We're back. We're yeah. back. I can go find out. Uh, John, there is a there is a movie that's coming. I believe it's going to be a series. I don't have the details. I wish I could. I wish I had more information coming to you. But I will send you the article. It was on, it was on NPR, and it was about the Spanish-language Dracula that was filmed at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah. It, you know, that's it's coming right. up on now, like— What are they doing? They're, they're, are they playing that somewhere, or are they going to do a show? No, about they're going to do or? a TV show about it. They're going to do two of them. Okay. I think they're going to be do two TV shows. One's going to be in Ooh. Spanish. One's going to be in Spanish. Ooh. One's going to be in English, and it's going to be about. I cannot wait. Send me all of, info on that. I will send that to NPR. You. I'll just yeah. I can always just look up NPR archives. Yeah, but yeah, wow, yeah. that's great because that's in some ways that's a better movie than the uh, right than the original. And Dracula. they talked about uh, they they talked about. Uh, like Lupita, Lupita Tovar's grandson, uh, like had, you know, I guess spoken to her about it and they, they were saying, they were saying they had used, uh, the same exact marks as the English language film. So it was, everything was the same. They just filmed at night instead of during the day. And some people say that that is the superior, uh, movie. It's a, it's a better use of the camera. What he does with the sets, it's the same sets. He's doing a, a better job with the camera work. And um, you don't have Lugosi, but all the other actors are doing great. The guy that plays Renfield does a great job. Right up there with Dwight Fry, as far as the lunatic laugh and all that. And um, what was her name? Lupita Tuvar. They were talking to her. She lived to be a ripe old age. And when you see these documentaries in the past, uh, she talks about it. She talks about what it was like. 
Um, she lived to be a very. Um, I think she lived to be like a hundred. Some yeah, uh, and, she was uh, actually she was actually painted by Diego Rivera. She was actually <laughs> wow, no yeah. kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She was actually painted by That's Diego. Great. Well, uh, but yeah, wow. What, how about that? What a, what a fascinating. Yeah, they said that you know the Lugosi is the better Dracula, but everything else about yeah the movie, the trappings, it, everything else, and they can't a, figure it out because Todd Browning had done all those uh, Lon Chaney movies, and he he knew how to make a movie, but he made for Dracula. He really, they said, it's almost like he nailed the camera down. He didn't take. He didn't make good use of the sets, all that stuff like the, you know, the giant uh, cobweb at the top of the stairs and all this stuff around the crypt. And he just didn't seem to know how to shoot this particular movie uh, when you compare it to the to the, uh, the the Spanish language version. Right. So uh, and for a long time, it was kind of like they didn't know where it was. So it was like a lost movie. So when that first came out on video, people just they were drooling because they'd always heard that possibly it was a better version of Dracula, you know? Right. Right. So that's great. Uh, if you get that information, send it to me because I'd love to see that. I will. If, if, if I forget, if I just happen to forget just on your phone, just Google NPR yeah. Spanish Dracula and yeah. it'll, it'll pop up. It'll pop up. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Mario's got his NPR tote bag hanging on the wall right there. Uh, I do listen to NPR a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not gonna go on. I'm not going to go on a tirade like you did that one day. But, uh, boy. How, many, uh, how much longer do we have on our current pledge drive? Uh, we're going to have four weeks. <laughs> four weeks we are, in our clear. We are in a pledge drive, aren't we? <laughs> See, Patrick, we got four weeks. We are in a You're going to get great shows like uh, This American Life, and we're going to let you finish up that episode about <laughs> camp life right after you this. Know, right after we talk about Whenever there's a pledge drive, I turn it to KCRW. <laughs> I, I have no uh, I have no patience. I just go, nope, this week it's going to be KCRW. And John, so you're saying you don't support public radio? Ooh, oh, my God. No, he can wow. support it and not have to listen to the commercials. That, that I, I know right. people that That's do. right. You can mail in a check and not have to listen to the pleas all week. John, and, let me tell you what I like to do. I like to wake up Sunday morning. I like to open up my yes. newspaper. On Lake Wobegon? And, and then, yeah, I listen to three hours of Lake Wobegon while I work on that New York Times crossword puzzle. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> what a what a Sunday. Before I know it, it's... Uh, it's, 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 it's before I know it, it's, uh, it's time for football. And uh, boy, you just uh, get up early. A picture. You, you get up early in the picture. morning and it's almost like you can you can see the, the mist rising off of Lake Wobegon there. And you know, as a matter of uh, let's let's go over them. to let's go over to the uh, Prairie Home Companion right now. Uh, it's another. Well, it's well, another all the men are handsome and all the women are sturdy. It's another. <laughs> it's another Sunday here at Lake Wobegon, so, and uh, Patrick McCarn uh, just this, came this back up. Out there had a good pie on the shelf for us. Came back up. Uh, we gotta see where Patrick came. He came back up, and uh, that scent he's of sardines on. and uh, <sighs> Swedish fish is wafted through the house right now. Oh and, uh, you know, when he makes jokes about the Lutherans, you go, "Wow, this is really inside." <laughs> I really don't get the audience for this. He's right. making Lutheran jokes. I'm right. going, "Wow, the Lutheran is... church." Uh, <laughs> really appreciate <laughs> your time. This is inside stuff. This I want to really... play football for the Methodists. I feel transported. Uh, Mario, uh, this message goes out to you from Janine. She says she misses you on these long truck roads, and uh, that's that's the ar- that's the opposite of the uh, of the of the Art LeBeau of the Art LeBeau show, where it's uh, right, yeah, it's right. like this is shy girl. This is shy girl from Cudahy, and I just want to send out a song to my my homeboy Spooky, and I'll see him in three to five, and. Uh, can you please and when play? I get out, we're gonna make. And I'm going to wait. Can you please play "Devil when or I... Angel" by the Clovers? And when I, 
And when I get out, we're going to make sweet love. Yeah. <laughs> this is Art LeBeau. He's yeah. still doing a show from like his, from his house. Is he really? <laughs> How old is yeah, that? I think he's like 96 and he does it from his house. I think he, wherever he lives, he does like satellite radio. He is now playing requests for three generations, you know. That's crazy. <laughs> There's like great grandkids calling in, you yeah. know. And in the background, you hear, I'm talking about bulls, T. I'm talking about <laughs> that is not That is not Art LeBeau's jam. you got to listen to some Art LeBeau. It's on there. Where did, uh, where did Justine go? Did she just go to finish the movie? Uh, she had a work call. She had an important work call. Oh, appointment work. Important work call. All right. Very nice. Uh, John, yeah, of interest to no one but you, John, of interest to yes. no one but you, uh, I compared both cinematic versions of Sherlock Holmes versus Jack the Ripper. One from a 1960s movie called, Why Am I Getting an Echo? Why am I getting an echo? Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. You got it. I want to hear this. Uh, One from a 1960s version of a movie called uh, A Study in Terror. It's almost like a hammer horror meets Sherlock Uh, Holmes. Who is playing uh, Holmes in that? It's the same guy who plays... He was in the X Files as the old British guy. Uh, very angular face. Where's my phone? Uh, Where's my phone? Who's playing? Who's playing Watson? Watson is one of the spies that was in Where Eagles Dare. One of the traitors. It's the guy that gets kicked in the I mouth. I guess I haven't seen it. If it wasn't Hammer, was it like Amicus or um, it was some weird? Uh, I mean, there's a couple British places, uh, a couple British productions besides Hammer. Amicus used to do stuff that looked just like Hammer. With uh, uh, Peter Cushing and uh, Christopher Lee. John um, Neville. John Neville. Okay. Yeah. And Donald Houston. Oh. Okay. Uh, and I've never seen that one. The problem with Donald Houston is he's, he plays so, he's playing it somewhere. He's more capable, but he's leaning into the, the uh, Nigel, Nigel Bruce, Bruce. Uh, you know, uh, I say whom's, you know, like that sort of... Uh, so you compared it with uh, Murder by Decree? Uh, and I, I watched Murder by Decree, which is I never works for me because that is, uh, it's all the Freemasons and all this. There's a medium in there and Holmes is consulting, a, me- Holmes is a, consulting a medium and he's not at all skeptical. skeptical and, uh, okay. and uh, uh, you know, it's one oh, of those. surreal, Watson. Uh, but I will tell you, Christopher Plummer plays very sympathetic Holmes. The problem with, the guy in the in the study in terror is the thinking is there, but he's just not a very he doesn't come across as any he he makes no impression as a Sherlock Holmes, no uh, charisma, no there's no. just no yeah he plays it very straight. Christopher Palmer actually plays a very good, very sympathetic. Uh, he and Watson their friendship is a very warm friendship, and James Mason I got to tell you our friend James Mason uh, plays a really good up until Jude Law I think he's the best cinematic watson we get the best watsons are on the tv show the granada tv show but uh, as far as the the movie watsons are concerned even though he's older he's playing him as much older he's just a guy who's like he's kind of tired of holmes's tricks like his bullshit he's he's been there he's been there it's like every time he tries to do like a like a trick where he's like see i've reasoned it out and he's like oh yes holmes i see like just like very like uh i I like I like that movie. I do. It's not my favorite, but I do like it. Um, did you say that maybe Holmes is a little too emotional in it? Well, there's a scene where he, the there's a scene where he cries, and not that Holmes was emotionless, but he just but he doesn't one, cry in the book. Yeah, right? he does, he's not one to give uh, to uh, to over emotes. 
And then they're mad yeah. because the he's mad because the woman's been locked up. When he realizes it's a government plot and they've ruined this woman's life and they have her locked away in an asylum, um, he kind of yeah. takes it out on the on the on the person who runs the asylum. He tries to strangle him at one point, and then so he just kind of he loses his temper, which is very not. You know, it's yeah, a little. Yeah. They were trying. To, I think, yeah, I think they were trying to give him a little bit more. They were trying to make him a little bit more sympathetic. And I think they might have gone too far over. I think he plays him as a very charming. But again, in this one, he's very passive. He's not really doing a lot yeah. of investigating. It's he's just kind of a witness to things that are going on around him. It yeah. doesn't take so a very. You can play him. It's possible to play Holmes too dry, I suppose. Right. Uh, whereas Plummer, I think, is very sympathetic, but I think it's, it goes too far. But, I, boy, I was really yeah, but, blown away yeah. watching James Mason because, A, he's just an old yeah. pro, and I love yeah. that take on him where it's just like, I don't really. And then the, the other thing is, of course, everybody's interested in, in the Ripper stuff, so it always – and this is directed by Bob Clark, uh, Murder by Cree was right, the other one, who right. did Christmas Story – but also did a, but yeah, but also did a movie called Black Christmas, which is a horror right. movie. Right. Uh, with I think Karen Allen yeah. is in that. Is Karen Allen in that one? Uh, you know, it might have been the first one to do like a um, a slasher Christmas. Or no, Margot Kidder. Been... I think Margot Kidder's in there. Because Margot Kidder, yeah. Karen. But uh, yeah, it's like a right. slasher Christmas movie. Uh, but uh, Canadian also. But uh, yeah, they're both worth checking out if you're interested in the whole. Uh, Jack the Ripper thing. Of course, it's like sensationalistic. And uh, I think um, the reason I say that that the, the other one is a, the first one, Study in Terror, which uh, it's a movie that my brother loved and he could, you, it's really hard to find on video. Um, I found it on Blu-ray and that's what I watched it on. Um, hmm. That It feels very, very hammer because it's all like, you know, the prostitutes are all like, you know, beautiful, it's not like yeah. realistic. Yeah. In Murder by Decree, it's much more realistic. They look very, you know, well, like from hell, where you just go, "This is what the prostitutes would have looked like in that neighborhood." Right, right, right. <laughs> where you just go, "This is not glamorous. This isn't like, oh, I'm all pushed up over my bodice." You know, right? It's like, no, no, no. This is like they're starving. This is like the the, the dregs. Right. This is like you're in I an alley. I do not alley. recognize these whores. Mm, <laughs> whores. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah, you're right. Hammer's got a way where they all kind of look like, hey, hey, they all look like, you know, Carolyn Monroe or, you know, Ingrid, Ursula Andress. It's like, hey, get me. I'm I'm a gaslight prostitute. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> you look like it's 1965. You I just say. stepped off the Thunderball set. Right. <laughs> I say, Holmes. <laughs> Uh, and it's always it's it's weird because I guess you know because it was something that was happening in real life, and then this you know the great fictional detective people want to put it together, and the problem is those cases were unsolved. So how do you write you know obviously Sherlock Holmes being the de a detective would be able to figure it out. How do you write that so that the, the, the it remains unsolved? And so it's always got to be easier. Be it, it, maybe it's easier because it hasn't been solved. You can write whatever you well, want. Well, then it, it's always got to be something like it was a government cover up or it was someone highly placed in British society. So Holmes was, you know, was not able to reveal who it was. You know, I got two questions for you. Did did Doyle ever um, broach that subject of like um, conspiracies with the Freemasons? No, the you know, they, they never, he, you know, Holmes never, I don't think they ever referred to a real life case. <laughs> In in he'll ref, they'll refer to real life events, people, um, things like that, but they never revealed. I don't think they re, re refers to real life cases. All these in Holmes's background, all of the cases are always stuff that he 
had worked on in in you know in his past. So they name all these really cool cases, but you never know what they're about. Like Watson will be like, "Oh, it was the singular uh, case of the." aluminum crutch and you're like well what does that mean like what is the you know what the, the fuck is that you know the my ju- second question is was he writing these stories about this is, does it line up time wise what was jack the ripper going on when a little bit Holmes stories it, were coming out? he was he wrote them a little bit later but they take place around the same time i think the earliest one is mm-hmm. like 1887 1888 is okay. when uh, it was when holmes and watson meet up and then there's allusions to holmes actually working on cases before uh, he met Watson, so there's a couple of those where oh, okay. he kind of reminisces on stuff like that. Um, mm. I'm reading a book right now written by basketball legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, which is a book just called Mycroft Homes, and it's about Mycroft. And uh, how is it? It's very good, very good. He wrote it with another another person. He had a, a help writing it, uh, but it really takes place because it um, explores kind of. It's kind of interesting to be reading it because it explores British colonialism, and it's it. Uh, Mycroft has occasion to go to Trinidad to investigate because he's working for the government. They dispatch him to Trinidad, and it's great because in this story, uh, Sherlock Holmes is in college still. He's at university. He's just kind of snotty, and and Mycroft is trying to like teach him different things. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's it's mm-hmm. a really well done book. Really well done. And there's right three now, I guess. There's there's uh he's written a total of three, but I'm writing one. I'm reading the oh, first wow. one. Yeah, check it out from the local library. Take make you know what kids? Here's a little PSA. Why don't you guys make use of your public libraries? The more you know. Da 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 All right. Uh sure, sure yeah. uh, the more you know. The movie that's impossible to find that is not streaming anywhere is uh, the 7% solution, which is uh, Sherlock Holmes teaming up with... Uh, I have never seen that. Sigmund Freud. Ooh. That is... Uh, oh, that's Nicholas Meyer, right? Yeah, Our Nicholas Meyer, who wrote, who, directed, yeah. Uh, who wrote and directed Wrath of Khan, uh, wrote the book, and it was, mm-hmm. I, think, I think it was directed by... Uh, by, by uh, who's the guy that directed The Graduate? Mike Nichols. Oh, uh, no, who... Is it Herbert Ross? Or Herbert Ross. Well, he produced. He might have produced it. Okay, yeah. Herbert Ross directed Seven uh, Percent. That's a fun one. That's that's a very fun one. Uh, Robert oh, Duvall, just written by Nicholas Meyer. I right. get it. I Ro- get it. Robert yeah. Duvall direct uh, is uh, Watson in that one. Uh, How, so, what do you think of that one? That one's not bad, but he does kind of do a weird British like uh, I say, Holmes. Uh, you know, uh, I say, Holmes. It's always very. Uh, <laughs> Uh, James Mason just played uh, it the best because he just played it like a, like a world weary. I say, Holmes, uh, these are, these murders are quite uh, baffling. Uh, and, and he you, doesn't have to work on the accent, right? You know, that's the thing. You get a British actor. Guess what? You got one step you don't have to take, right? <laughs> You're already British. You know? Yeah, because Christopher... he knows exactly where Watson would be from too. He's thinking, well, Watson came from this neighborhood, right? So. And and uh, mm. Christopher Plummer, Canadian, but can do the mm. British accent, uh, you know, so. Nicole Williamson, how's he as Holmes? Oh, he's great because he plays him as just he's he's out of his mind on drugs. Coke addict. He's or? just just coked out of his mind, mm. and uh, so you know Nicole Williamson can do that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, with his, I'll have to watch that. You say it's hard to come by. It's a good one though. It's a good one. The one that misses for me, and it should be a winner because of the cast. Christopher Lee is in it. Uh, it's directed, written, and directed by Billy Wilder. Is uh, is the uh, the private oh, life of Sherlock yeah. Holmes because the guy who yeah. plays him plays him so 
just I say this is a mis- mm. this is such a weird it's just a weird mm. it's a weird take you're on probably the character. throwing stuff at the you're throwing stuff at the TV right yeah it's just a weird uh, you're going god damn it this is not Sherlock Holmes and he wears a lot of rouge <laughs> so um, mm. that's very, what's up with that uh, I think it's just Billy Wilder kind of trying to do a little thing like hey what if what if uh, what if Sherlock what if, gay? what if look who's gay but he just plays it in a way that it's just like it's very like why would anyone go to this guy why would you wouldn't want to spend five minutes with this guy uh, is that a comedy? Yes. Yes. And it, does he? Is there like a suggestion that maybe Holmes and Watson are closer than? It's because um, they, they do. He does it because he. Uh, there's a woman who's trying to get Holmes. I think she's a ballerina, and she's trying to get Holmes to uh, father a child, and she she won't relent. And so finally, he just says, "He's like, hey, me and Watson." And uh, you know, Watson has no clue. Yeah. yeah, and Watson has no clue, and then Watson's like enraged, um, which is also un- <laughs> which is also kind of unfortunate now when you think about it. It's like you know they could have just, uh, but uh, yeah, unnecessary. But, yeah, but but then uh, uh, Christopher Lee is in it as Mycroft, so it's not a total loss. Oh, it's not a total loss. That? It's interesting. It's worth watching. It's not one of my favorites. I thought it would be better because it's Billy Wilder. And uh, I was yeah. I always wanted to be better, but the person that plays Sherlock Holmes just doesn't. Um, it, it's mm. just weird. I don't know. It, it, there's some choices that were made that were just like uh, not good. Because I'll tell you what I, I will tell you what Jeremy Brett. When you watch Jeremy Brett's Granada TV, plays him as very uh, parsnippity, very, very, very. He's he's a very. It's an almost gay Sherlock Holmes, and it works. Mm-hmm. Perfectly, it works. He's snippy mm-hmm. and he's snooty, and it works. It works very, very well because you see why. But he's also brilliant, so it it uh, mm-hmm. and he kind of rev- it matches what yeah it matches how he is in the book. He, he kind of revels in his own brilliance, so it's kind of it works really, mm-hmm. really well. And it's a good pairing. He's got with, an ego. Yeah, it's good. It's a good pairing with Watson. It's a good pairing with Watson. So I always mm-hmm. recommend the Granada uh, Sherlock Holmes series, which you can find on Amazon. So this has been Sherlock Holmes podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with. This is what happened when Justine steps away. It becomes the Sherlock Holmes. Well, hour. I had to, I had to take over, and I wanted to eat up some time, and I wanted to see if we could get uh, Justine back, but she's not. She's not back. Yeah, you're. Right. How do you like the one with Peter Cushing as Sherlock Holmes? And I think it's uh, Christopher Lee as one of. I guess he's the Baskerville. He's you you know what? Those. It's a Hammer movie, so you know I like Christopher Lee's t- or uh, uh, Peter Cushing's take. Um, but it's just, it's so it's far, it's so far from the book <laughs> that it destroys. Yeah. They've tried to do, they've tried to do Hound of the Basketball so many times and it's just, it's completely, you can't, I would say that the Basil Rathbone version comes close because it's black and white ah. because it's black and white. It's the first and it's the first. So they kind of got it right. Yeah. And, um, and it's also Holmes is away for a lot of the plot. He's like a third yeah. of the plot. He's gone. He's off screen. Wow. Um, and then it's also it's a dog that's painted with phosphorus. So it's never oh. going to look convincing. As you read it, it sounds great. It's like this demon dog sure. roaming the moors. But it, when, when it comes to the reveal, even the Jeremy Brett one, Jeremy Brett one is probably the most faithful, but it breaks down once you get to the dog because it's a TV budget and they just basically. Um, so they can only do so much. They can right? only do so much, but it's, it's probably the closest. Uh, the, for some reason, mm-hmm. in the second half of the second season of the Sherlock Holmes series, they gave Jeremy Brett a horrible haircut. 
Um, oh. And it's really, you're like, why would, no one in 1890s would have like this almost crew cut. Um, wow. It's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. It's like a crew cut that they didn't, they don't push up. They like, they go, they, they went through his hair with clippers, but they just leave it like flat. And you're like, no one in the 1890s had this haircut. There's no way. I wonder if that was, I wonder if that was like an accident on his part. They could have just given him a wig. Maybe he cut it too short by accident. Or Or maybe he was working on another, on another movie uh, or something. But the thing is, it's through, it's through like four episodes. And one of them's like a two hour movie. So it's like, there was time for it to grow back. So it was a choice. For whatever reason, could have given him, yeah, it's so weird. I think it might have been that was the start when that was the start of him getting sick and gaining weight. He had congestive heart oh. failure, so I think maybe they said if we cut his hair weird, nobody's going to notice that he's he's gaining weight. But he's a he's a fat Sherlock Holmes. It really sucks because by the end he's really just pallid, and you can just tell he's not well. So it's oh, kind of no. sad as it goes on because the first the first twelve episodes he is just. He nails it. He looks just like him. He's, you know, and uh, it's fantastic. It's not his fault. He had, I mean, it was because he was a smoker, but uh, yeah, he had congestive heart failure towards the end and he just, you know, retained a lot of water. So it was, he was very chunky. And then the, and the more they tried to hide it, the more it just drew attention to it. Like, oh, we'll just put him in a black robe and just sit him around and he won't move around much. And it's like, well, now he's not brown as a nut anymore. Now he's just Mycroft. Um, mm. Who's your favorite? Uh, mm. Who's your favorite uh, of Sherlock Holmes's brother, uh, Jake? <laughs> yes, yes, he is. Does he have more than one brother? He only has one. Mycroft. It's Mycroft. Yep. Yeah, the, that one. The smarter. What a brother. family. The smarter what a family. M- Mycroft and Sherlock. Right. You don't get names like that anymore. Right. 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 Did you ever see Gene Wilder in uh, Sherlock Holmes' Smarter Brother? You know, I've only seen bits and pieces of that movie. Yeah. I've only seen... I've I, never uh, seen it. Uh, I uh, guess, uh, what, uh, it's Marty Allen, uh, Marty uh, Feldman's in it. Right. And um, well, who else me. is in that? Uh, Gene Wilder. Oh, who is it? Michael Caine? Who is playing the other brother? I don't uh, know. Well, he is the brother. Right. So who's playing Sherlock Holmes in that? I don't know. You want to you want to Google it, and you know, and Madeline Kahn's in it. I, I, you know, I haven't seen it because I just thought, well, it's not Mel Brooks, so maybe this isn't so hot. You know, it's literally everybody except Mel Brooks. Yeah, right. But I think he might have, like the. I think he might have directed it. He might have. He did World's Greatest Lover too. And what I've heard about those is that they're funny, but it's not Mel Brooks. They're just, it just isn't. You know. <laughs> And Gene Wilder said it's a whole different talent directing. He said, I directed a few films, and he said it's a whole different talent from acting. It's like you have to live and breathe this thing and care about every single second of it. And it takes a lot of energy to do that. (laughs) It's Douglas Wilmer. Douglas Wilmer plays Sherlock hmm. Holmes. Okay. And he was... They were great posters. What's great is Douglas Wilmer was actually uh, Sherlock Holmes on a 60s TV show. Oh wow! So he, uh, he, he that's cool. Tom DeLuise is in it. <laughs> Madeline so Kahn. It really is everybody, everybody that would normally be in a Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what uh, Marty Feldman's playing. Is he playing like a sidekick or? Uh, I think Side- so. I think he's. Sidekick? I think I think he's the Watson. 
Uh, okay. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, he plays the part of Sigerson Holmes. Um, and uh, in the story, Sigerson was uh, Sherlock's alter ego when ah. he when he was dead. He was reporting <clears throat> as uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, hmm. So there you go. I'll have to watch it. Not I'm not a completist. No, but it sounds like when you have time, you try to catch the ones you haven't seen. I do. Uh, he is the great but, detective. Yeah, you can you can you, you can drive yourself nuts if you're a completist. You know, he is the great detective, better than any other, but better than Batman, better than uh, everybody. So, oh yeah, facts. Right, better than yeah. Batman. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because Batman, Batman is would not, Batman there. would not exist without Sherlock Holmes. Exactly. He's literally Sherlock Holmes who punches people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is, that's what it is. He is uh, Sherlock Moro, Holmes punches people too. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes punches people too, but instead of a kid, he hangs out with a with an army veteran who carries a gun <laughs> and, and a doctor's smart, bag. Right? Yeah, and a doctor's bag. Yeah, I the, mean that was the, the thing with Batman was. Uh, you know, he was supposed to be Zorro meets Sherlock Holmes and with a large dollop of the shadow. Right. <laughs> so, well, the, I'll tell you the difference is Holmes is not rich, although he. Uh, he's he, all right. He's, com- he's well, comfortable. Well, you know what he, he does? <laughs> uh, what's funny is if you read those now, and it's especially funny when you, like, if you think about it in today's terms, he is such a dick to anyone who's either rich or part of like mm-hmm. the aristocracy. He's always like a dick to them. Um, there is a couple. There are a couple where the prime minister has to like, on behalf of the king or the queen, comes to him and he'll do it. You know, out of a sense of patriotism. But anytime he has, a, he gets a chance to. The only people he ever like, he will literally tell people, "You like, I, you can, I'll do this case for free." But if it's somebody <laughs> rich or like as part of the aristocracy, he'll just be like, "Yep, pay me." Or, you know, or, yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's great. Pay me. Yeah, it's literally like he'll take, you know. And I think that's probably why people love, it's one reason people love the character, because he does sort of go for the underdog, you know. Right, right. He's his own. Somebody desperate comes to him and can't pay him, he feels for the underdog. Right, he'll help him out. But if it's like a rich, like there's Mm -hmm. one where like this rich duke, his son is kidnapped and he's annoyed that the duke isn't, registering more emotion you know because it's kind of like mm. he has to keep the stiff of her lip you know and he's just like at the end he, i think he gives him the equivalent of i, I think i read the equivalent he gives him like twelve thousand pounds which is like something close to a million in today's money so he, it's not like he was hurting wow. it's not like he was hurting you know wow so yeah he'll take the money if yep. you know batman he, does everything for free but he's he's a billionaire don't bring money into this. <laughs> also, isn't that great? Also, people it's not don't, about the money. Also, people people don't show up at the Bat Cave asking for help. Like they people That's just right. people just show up at There's Sherlock Holmes' no, door. He goes like, to them. He goes to them because he knows. Well, they, they have a bat signal. They don't have a Sherlock Holmes signal. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great if there was like a spotlight with a deerstalker hat on it. <laughs> it's, it's the Sherlock signal. Also. I'll be right back. <laughs> Come, Watson. Uh, yeah, he has to, you know. Two Baker Street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Ooh, then the, the Sherlock signal. Batman can't wear a disguise. Sherlock Holmes is like a master of disguise. So that's always. Uh, Batman, mm. Batman's always wearing a disguise. Right. 
They, you know, but they are very. <laughs> they, he's always, yeah, he's always, this, he always does an all three. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Always the bat, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, uh, Sherlock Holmes only had. Sherlock he can only hide in the shadows. Do you see Sherlock hiding in the shadows in the black cloak? That's true. Sherlock cannot hide. Never in the, one. Uh, he does hide in an empty house at one point to catch a sniper. He does do that once. Uh, uh, okay. But uh, if only we could do an episode where Batman meets Sherlock Holmes. Well, didn't they do that in Gotham? Like, didn't they do that? Like in- DC has done that a million times, right? Gotham by Gaslamp, right? Was, yeah, was I mean DC's done it a billion times. Batman's met everybody. He's met Dracula. He's met Sherlock Holmes. He's he's met you know everybody. Scooby Doo. He's met yes, absolutely, and he's met the Predator. You know, he meets people. You're like, what? Why is he meeting George Jetson just because Warner Brothers owns Conor <laughs> <laughs> like, What the fuck? That's exactly right. Wait a minute. Batman meets Ricochet Rabbit. What the fuck? Batman Beyond could meet George Jetson. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they they have done some comics where he meets uh, Scooby-Doo. It's just nuts. It's just crazy. I don't know. Why, why would... was, it, was, uh, it was Adam West Batman was on the uh, Scooby-Doo. What? Oh, that's right. Or, but, I mean, what, they did a comic where he met him. They, you know, they, why wouldn't still they? Doing it. But why wouldn't he meet? I mean, they, they kind of they both solve mysteries, right? It only makes sense if Warner Brothers owns DC, and they do. So <laughs> that's the only way it makes sense. Can you imagine? They, they call it it's synergy. <laughs> we we need to make a movie where like the, the like the Riddler, like they did in the last one, in the Batman. You make it dark like that, but the Riddler has captured, or the Joker has captured the Scooby Doo gang, and he's like threatens uh-huh. to off them one by one. And then, so, you mm-hmm. know, and then, yeah, and, and he like, like cuts Shaggy's head off and he puts a cage full of rats on Fred's head. And, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa, that's whoa, the way whoa. He... he doesn't actually do it. Batman has to run around and stop him. But I mean, in that last Batman movie, right, there was a guy that put some, put this guy's head in a rat cage or something. That's true. Um, that was a pretty, <laughs> that Riddler was not, uh, not wacky. He was really blood curdling. What if, what, yeah, what if you did that? And then, and then the whole thing is, you you incorporate it with death in the family. So, Batman either has to save the Scooby Doo gang, or he has to save Jason Todd from getting blown up in a warehouse. And then he doesn't. Yeah. He, he, it's Batman. He'd save Scooby Doo for he, the greater good. Well, he would, but he he has a chance. But then here's the thing: he has a chance to make it, and Shaggy and Scooby mess it up somehow. And and they right they trip him they trip, they trip him. him they leave a cream pie <laughs> at, on a on a loose floorboard or something you know. Um, and then Batman says, "I would I could have saved the day if it wasn't for those I, meddling kids." Right, I could have saved Robin if it wasn't for those meddling kids. <laughs> what if, like, yeah? What if, like, um, yeah? But then, the Joker says, but gonna, then also, kill. but but also on the flip side of that, Bruce Wayne is hooking up with like uh, with uh, Daphne. You know what I mean? Right. And he probably would have been. He would have been banging Daphne in the uh, stately Wayne manner. <laughs> Oh yeah, facts. So we all agree then, that Batman's better than cool. No, <laughs> I love Jake's all. So when I take when I take all this nonsense to mean is Batman's better than Sherlock you, Holmes. You, I, I will take I will take Sherlock <laughs> Holmes over Bat. I will take Sherlock Holmes mm-hmm. over Batman any day of the week, even with his Sherlock Holmes was, bang, Sherlock Holmes was banging Daphne, but not that Daphne. He was banging <laughs> Lady Daphne. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's, Sherlock Holmes is Besides, asexual. We know we know Batman would go for Velma over Sherlock or over Daphne any day. Mm, she's cerebral. Who knows what she looks like when she takes off that sweater and those glasses? She looks like Linda Cardellini. 
Yes. Oh, I'll tell you. I love Linda Cardellini. Love, so love, love some Linda Cardellini. She is a, she is a. So when they cast her as Velma, I'm like, yes, this is what we want. This is like Linda Carter as Diana Prince. This uh, is like you give her, a, you give her a pair of glasses and put her in some, you know, clunky uh, costume. And it's like, guess what's going on under the costume? What's that, John? Break <laughs> well, it down. Let me tell you. Break it down for us. Tell, tell us all about it, John. Boy, this show really took a turn. Is Justine ever coming back? <laughs> I don't know. I'm having no good time. I'm still trying to convince Jake, uh, Jake that Sherlock Holmes is better than Batman. Nope, can't be convinced. No points for anyone. Batman's just rich. Yeah, I mean, and smart. he's motivated. He's rich and motivated and uh, had the time. He's got the willpower mm-hmm. to whip his body into a crime-fighting machine. Mm-hmm. So did yeah, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. does all of that without having to do all the extra effort. Yeah, he was I a see. he was a boxer. I he was a skilled yeah, but boxer. Has he saved the world? <laughs> Probably, right, Mario? I'm Is sure. there a story where they're no, gonna like do no, some no, sort no. of crazy all, bomb or something? No, no, it's all it's all local crime. It's all no. He's just your friendly neighborhood. He's your friendly neighborhood detective. That's yeah, all just, he like, is. just like just like Spider Man is your friendly neighborhood Spider Man, but he's better there than Batman. There you go. But he's better than there Batman. You go. He's, is he better? Oh, this is the question for Mario because you love Spider Man. Oh, Spider-Man. who's better, Sherlock Holmes or Spider Man? Uh, Sherlock Holmes, but Spider Man is awesome because Spider Man would look up to Sherlock Holmes as an intellectual. Yeah, Spider Man just does cool shit. Sherlock Holmes figures shit out. Right. Let's see. Spider Man does whatever a spider can. Right. Sherlock Holmes figures shit out. Uh, Sherlock Holmes was studying martial arts back when it was before it was cool. Right there, you go. There you Excellent. go. Right. He knows what about, would you call it back then? God, he was called <laughs> Baritsu, call Baritsu, or the Japanese system there of wrestling. Is. That's how he was able there to defeat defeat, defeat Moriarty. Is that the uh, precursor to jujitsu? Or I believe so. Mm, I believe so. Fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. He just flips Moriarty over a waterfall, and then he's just like, That's "Well, right. well, right. I'm done. I'm going to take a three year break. See you guys later. See you suckers yeah. later. I'm going to fake my own death. Go get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> go get a pint of ale. Go get a pint of ale. See you losers later. Yeah. See you. Later. Batman. Batman never sleeps because uh, crime never rests. So. Well, Sherlock Holmes did such a good job eliminating Moriarty that he could take a break. It's like, well. That sounds, like a, a that sounds like a poster. Crime never rests. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. When every time you see Gotham, it's crappy. No matter how much Batman is out there working, it's always inundated with crime. He does not. He's ineffective. He's terrible. He does nothing. Batman not is Batman has never cleaned up he Gotham. Be a little bit better, right? <laughs> Well, I would argue that London is still <laughs> a pretty shitty place, even with Holmes on of, the job. Of course, uh, but London's pretty. London's pretty bad. It, it is, but of he, course, of course, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Sherlock Holmes is not using his crime-solving capabilities as some sort of weird therapy. He's out there actually right. trying. And, and, and you're right. And his <laughs> thing is not, he doesn't want to save London. He's going one case at a time. Yeah, I can you help know. one Batman person. Has, you're right. He's got this thing. I've got to save Gotham. Well, that sounds like a mental problem. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to save Gotham and he never actually does. Right, right. It's We're, a big city. Right. It's a big shitty city. Yeah. I don't know. Here's the question. Who's better, Sherlock Holmes or Hawkman? <laughs> I will tell you this: the 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 final the final <laughs> nail in the coffin for Batman. When Sherlock Holmes puts somebody in jail, they stay there. 
They don't get out again. Is it the fault of the system? They're, they're not, they're not. Uh, Scotland Yard. That's just more for Scotland Yard and the Gotham Police Department. <laughs> I think. And Holmes was no Holmes was no fan of Scotland Yard. I'll tell you that. Yeah, because that, that, that yeah, they're because they're numbskulls, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. What is it? Is Lestrade? Is it Lestrade? Yes. yes. It's a. Uh, yeah, you always get inspectless draw, and yeah, yeah, and there's there's a few yeah. that turn up. Uh, but he said, you know, he'll say yeah. something like, "You may as well have Watson Scotland Yard is so is is so ineffective. You may as well have a load of men dressed as bats trying to fight crime on the streets of London." He'll say things like that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I should have called the Marx Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I deduce that in 20 years, four brothers will take vaudeville by storm, and I think they would be better on this case than Lestrade and his cronies. Come, Watson. That'd be so great. Watson's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> You're saying so four musical comedians are going to do better? What? I don't get it. Time will tell, Watson. Time will tell. Uh one of them will be a mute. The other one will be quite garrulous. <laughs> the other one will be sleeping with showgirls and playing poker. Yes. Garrulous. I love it. Uh, one will be inexplicably ethnic, while the other two... And there will be a fourth brother who will disappear from the proceedings altogether. The case of the Italian Jewish brother. <laughs> You know, Groucho used to have that. People would say, how is it you're all Jewish, but your brother's Italian? And you just go, ah, uh, <laughs> you, got, you got an hour. It's <laughs> great. Uh, uh, did I tell you I ran into a, a dog the other day? And his name, he was a beautiful dog. He had the most beautiful eyes. okay? Did you take him I, to I the vet? I didn't run into him. I just, I, I, I encountered a dog didn't, the other day. Didn't, didn't run over him. <laughs> and I stopped. To, the, I actually, his eyes were so striking that I, I stopped and I asked the owners, I said, what kind of dogs? And they told me, and I forgot. But he had beautiful ice blue eyes. And I said, what is... <laughs> cool and I, story. And I said, was it uh, Australian Shepherd? I said, what is, what, what is this dog's name? And he said, he, he said his, his name is Chico after the Marx brother. And what did I say? Wow. Because I'm a fucking nerd. Uh, what? Well, actually, it's pronounced Chico. Because he was always after wow. the chicks. Wow. I, wow, I would have bit my tongue. It's so funny, Mario. I would have wanted to say that, but I would have bit my tongue. Yeah, I think it's because I'm an <laughs> asshole and you're not, John. You're a really, you're a nice person. I think we've, we've. Nah, not so much, but, uh, you know, that's, that's funny. I love that. I love that you actually said that. It's really Chico. <laughs> so great. It's Chico. I said, uh, it's Chico, you dumb fuck. Here he is. <laughs> you know a, why? Because he chased the chicks. I have a picture of him. <laughs> mm, Look at that that's guy. Great. I love it. And then you ran over the See dog? him? You know, you know, Batman would have held his tongue. And then the dog said, "Say, you're one good-looking woman. I'd sure like to fuck you." <laughs> whoa! Wow! Whoa! 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 whoa, whoa. Sorry, that's real inside. I that's do, Jake. Don't get me wrong. I love the Batman. Love him. Well, mm -hmm. I love Batman, mm -hmm. but he's no mm -hmm. Sherlock Holmes. He's no Sherlock Holmes. Sorry. So Sherlock Holmes has contingencies for all, um, uh, for all these. Uh, people who could potentially defect and turn evil he had safe houses all over the city where he could hide or disguise himself if he needed to 
Oh, just himself. So he's selfish, is what you're telling uh, me. He works all right. <laughs> let me let me tell you the difference. Let me Sherlock tell you. Sherlock Holmes does not need to plan for contingencies. He is able to assess, assess and deduce the criminal or foe before him and solve the problem immediately. And also, in other words, he doesn't even like Sherlock Holmes. Work smarter, not harder. Okay. And in other words, in other words, what they're trying to tell you, Jake, is Sherlock Holmes does not need a utility belt. <laughs> right. Also, yep. Sherlock Holmes does not put his does not put his little sidekick in danger without he'll tell him, Watson, you don't have to come. Watson's like, I'm I'm going. I'm your I'm I'm your ride or die. I'll be with you. But there are there are times where he will leave Watson out of it if it's too dangerous. Yeah, whereas, he doesn't need to adopt cannon fodder. Okay? Yeah, whereas Batman's like, hey, kid, go take care of that supervillain. <laughs> yeah, you know, you'll be fine, kid. Don't worry about it. Go run at that supervillain. I'm going to uh, go, go get a drink with the Catwoman. You want to take care of business here with uh, Mr. Freeze. You know? Yeah, don't worry, kid. My hands will be busy. I like how even John's on board with this. Even John's kind of going, yeah, John loves Batman. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, because I think Jake ran out of real arguments about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> we learned Jake. Now, we, okay, now, he's, no, now he's, just play, he's just playing. He's now he's just playing devil's advocate. John, we love the Batman. Yes. We love him. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. put that on a. I'm gonna put that on a tape loop the next time you say I hate the Batman. <laughs> oh no, I don't hate him. I hate the cult that's grown up around Batman. The, the cult, the cult of Batman. The yeah. cult of Batman. Batman can defeat anybody. Doesn't matter. He's so smart. That's, super, He's that's Superman. Oh, you sound that's like a Superman. Trumpite. Yeah. <laughs> that's Superman. Batman has he been defeated defeat before, though, because I mean, there's. Well, Batman I mean, can be Superman too. He's got he's got the he's got kryptonite. He's got a he's got to plug himself into the uh, the power supply of the entire city. He can get one punch in, maybe. <laughs> yeah, one punch, one punch, man. But he's got um, kryptonite just in case he has mm, stuff. Right? No, one punch, man. Talk about a guy solving problems with his fists. Okay, nuts. Well, who get, who Superman. wins in a fight? One punch, man, or Superman? Superman. One punch, easy. <laughs> one punch, man. <laughs> John, explain, Patrick, explain One Punch Man to John. One Punch Man is the anime equivalent of the ultimate cheat code. He hits something once and it explodes no matter what he hits. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's based off of, it's it's an anime. It's really good. It's a real Um, thing. Wow. Why he would win out over Superman is really easy, right? Superman constantly has to hold back his power. He has lived his entire life using like a tenth of his power, right? Okay. One Punch Mm. Man... Always, always full blast. Okay, mm, but can a, but it's a real show. Yeah, because Superman yeah. isn't immortal. But one punch man hasn't killed every single person. He's like, he doesn't one punch everybody. Is there, that a manga or is that an anime? There, are, there are enemies he is faced with. I think have it, not died. It's a, it punch. was a manga first, was it not? And then was it yeah. anime or was it always anime? I believe it was manga. Uh, I think it was an anime first, but I could be wrong. Okay. It seems like you'd run out if he could really defeat anybody with one punch. He'd run out of storylines pretty quick. John, this is a question for you and only you. Ultraman or Johnny Sacco and his giant (laughs) robot? (laughs) Well, I've seen more Johnny Sacco. I think that was more my generation. So um, I would take gigantor over johnny sock <laughs> uh ultraman ultraman can only be stay that that he can only stay ultraman for 60 seconds so he, i don't think yeah, you could, no. i don't think you can take down giant robot in 60 seconds man right the johnny Sockos are just so much fun to watch 
Um, you gave me that, I think, for my birthday. You yeah. gave me the complete John Sacco. That was uh, fascinating. But it really does play like a live-action Gigantor. You're going, wow, these are really simple stories. Right. This is really A, B, C, conclusion right and you go as a kid that's what you want that's what's great about johnny quest it's like here it is complication all done at, at the end it's all back to normal we're laughing at bandit you know? <laughs> every episode right. no matter how traumatizing ends with them going oh, look at bandit under that sheet he thinks he's the monster <laughs> <laughs> and like, okay that was what a half hour pretty good work boys <laughs> the monster that ate mother <laughs> great I know, oh god i know they never deal with that how did she die you know the best all right let's take a i drive around with that soundtrack playing it that is the greatest that is like that's like james bond jr basically <laughs> we are not going to take a quick break today because we had a break and we are now going to go right into digital movie club so i wonder if she's just watching the movie maybe this whole time uh, she might have been on the phone the whole time, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, John Sherlock Holmes or Batman? Oh, yeah. I, you know, that's that's a tough one. I haven't read all the Sherlock Holmes, even though you gave me the complete Sherlock Holmes. Oh, the you one that I used to read. Batman either. I, this, I haven't read all the Batman. John, what was my running gag with uh, with oh, Sherlock the Holmes? Funniest. Mario's the funniest. <laughs> he gave me the complete, this great big hardback. The complete Sherlock Holmes. I registered some interest. He says, oh, they're great books. I've read them all. One Christmas, he gave me the complete Sherlock Holmes between two covers. And he did this great sort of, uh, you know, the first page. He did this great sort of like dedication to me. Hope you enjoy it. Then every time he'd come over to the apartment, he'd walk over to where it was sitting. And he'd kind of like run his finger across it like he's looking for dust. And go, hmm, how about that? Mm, it's getting a little dusty up here. I don't think you've ever uh... in dust. Well. <laughs> and it was just very subtle. Such a good like, friend. Yeah, he just no, he just run his finger across. And man, that is funny. That's some funny shit right there. Good stuff. There. Good stuff. It was a running gag for years. It was a running gag. So I'm embarrassed to say I still haven't read the whole damn thing. I've read some of them. Um, it's tough. I love Batman. I guess because I grew up with Batman. You know, I've read a, a shitload. Uh, watched the TV show and all mm. that. But I get a kick out of the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories, the ones I have read, and I get a kick out of a good Sherlock Holmes movie. Um, so I don't know. I guess I pick Batman. That's just my my favorite. You son of a bitch! Oh wow! Yeah, so surprising. Oh, he fooled you. I was like four years old. I mean, I was watching the first episode of Batman in real time when I was like four years old. I'm watching it, and I, you know, ever since I'm a fan. You know. Oh, Sherlock Holmes could definitely beat up Adam West, Batman. <laughs> oh well, we're not talking about the West Batman. That's, 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 that's no problem. That's no contest. That's no contest. <laughs> well, I think Burt Ward could beat up Adam West. Whoa, 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 Adam whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Uh, Patrick Sherlock Holmes or Batman? Adam West will just have uh, uh, in a fight. Uh, honestly, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I like that. No, I mean, who do you like better? <laughs> I'm, that's Batman the question, stand. right? I, I respect I, I respect someone who can win an argument with their mind. All right. He doesn't resort to I wish, if he doesn't need to. I honestly wish they would do more detective stuff with Batman. It's become this whole thing yeah, where it's like... Because he's supposed to be the great detective and he yeah. doesn't really do shit. Well, they he? tried to this last movie. People bitched that it was too slow, but that's what they're trying to do is give him more detective stuff. Right. And that's why it played out kind of like Seven or uh, Zodiac. Right. They're trying to make him more of a detective that and the director even said so i'm going to try to give him more detective stuff to do because in the old comics that's what he was doing it was detective work right you know? i love it so yeah, Jake, I, we like all that, know you I, love... I like that that 
part of it. Yeah. Jake, we all know you love the Batman. Yeah. Uh, Jake, the Batman or Batman? What do you say? <laughs> what a curveball. <laughs> Uh, that's, a, that's a curveball. Depends how much of an asshole I'm trying to be. If I'm trying to be an asshole, I'll say that Batman. If, if you're trying to be an asshole, you say the the yeah. Batman, the, the one and only. Yeah, the, the Batman. Batman. Yeah, the Batman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that's being a nerd. It's mm-hmm. like, is it Batman or the Batman? Yeah, the the two E's, the Batman, the Midnighters. Uh, <laughs> Let's take a trip down Whittier Boulevard. Megan the Batman. All right. We're going to take a quick break because I have to go to the bathroom all of a sudden. You just fucking said. (laughs) You said. What you said. said. (laughs) I run this town and I will do what I want. (laughs) He's the kingpin. Mario is the kingpin. Yeah, because I have to go to the bathroom too. Yeah, me too. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to avoid our bladders and we'll be back. After these messages, we talked for an hour about the Batman. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex. This is our eighth or ninth break. I'm not sure what's going on. Weird day here. Weird day. It's working out, though. We're having a good time. We're playing it very loosey-goosey. John, you watched the first episode of Andor. Uh, just dropped on Disney+. Plus. I was going to watch it last night. I was very tired. I'll probably watch a couple of episodes today. Uh, what did you think? It's, I've heard this is a much more politically uh, aware Star Wars. You kind of get an idea of what the politics are at this time in the galaxy. Is that true? Is there a little bit more, you know, realistic portrayal? I saw the the one episode, the first well, episode. That, that's what I'm asking. But I mean, from what I've first, in the I liked first it. Yeah, episode. it was. Um, did, it, did it grab you? Did it just say, "Watch it this"? It you did. Fucker. I, because I just love being in that world. You know, they, I was, mm-hmm. I was telling uh, Jake and Patrick. I just love the way they really. It's a fully realized world. You know, the way they just drop you in, and everything looks, you know, like you're really somewhere else. You know, which is harder to do if you're in the Star Wars. Right. You know, there's a way to fuck that up if you're in the Star Wars universe. Right. And I just think they did a great job. And he's an interesting character. I thought he was interesting in Rogue One. He's only been in one movie. Right. This is supposed to be five years before the events of that movie. And uh, so he's younger. And I think you're going to run into some other people that were in Rogue One. I think Forrest Whitaker's character will turn up. Saw Guerrero. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. They're just barely setting things up. But I, I, I was intrigued. Right. What's interesting is uh, they got this thing now. What they do is they said, what was it? Uh, BBY5, which is uh, before the Battle of Yavin, five years before the Battle of Yavin. So instead of the year 600 AD or, you know, 1000 BC, they're now labeling stuff. I don't know if they've been doing this already in the books. They have. They have. Yeah, yeah. So this is not a new thing. No, maybe like rebels and clone wars and all that. Yeah, they they that's and, pretty much they do that in the novels. They do that in the books. So did they do that? This said BBY, which was uh, before Battle of Yavin, five years before the battle uh, for Yavin. Nice. nice. <laughs> so that was kind of new to me. And uh, it, it was intriguing. It was one episode, very intriguing. Okay, so good. I, I'll stick with it. Yeah. 
And this from the trailer, it looks like they spent a lot of money on the show. It has a good yes. It looks it has like a, a movie. It has the Star Wars feel to it. It looks. It does feels yeah, like it definitely has the Star Wars look to it. Feels like and Rogue One. It does. It does seem like it's going to get into the politics of it. This is supposed to be like. Um, this is just the beginnings of the. There's no Rebel Alliance. This is just a. You've got rebels here and there. This is before. Uh, they've all sort of grouped together and become the Rebel Alliance. Also, I guess you're going to also at one point meet the young, what is her name, Mon Mothma? Mon Mothma. Mothma. Mon Mothma. Mothra. John, Mon I need Mothma. you to know, I need you to, you, this is a move, this is, she was in Return of the Jedi. I need you to know these names, okay? You're a, okay. You're a Star Wars guy. Uh, but don't, I'm not a fanatic, so don't, don't make it's us good that bad. you can tell me. Don't make it's us good look that you bad. can tell me that there's another M in there. Don't make us look bad, John. She was also <laughs> for God's sake. I kid. I kid because it's funny. Look- everyone's got their own particular case. Of, everyone's got their own poison. You know, if it was Sherlock Holmes, you go, "That's the wrong street sign." And if it was Batman, I'd say, "No, no, no, that guy's not around yet." <laughs> so right. I love it. With Star Wars, it's like, no, no, no. You need to know that that's Mon Mothma. <laughs> Mon Mothma. Ma- I think it's Mothma. Does she have like two little? Uh, is there like two little little girls going, Mothma? Hey, I like that. Huh? I like that. Masuda. Say it. Say it, Jake. You always do it every time we talk to about <laughs> I love it. Every time. Yep. You're great. Gotcha. Anyway, there you go. All right. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. J- uh, Jake, are you watching The Rings of Power? I am. I haven't watched this most recent episode, but how I is it? The first Does it do four, justice? Does it do justice to the Lair to the Rings so far? I it's 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 um it's a little slow start, but you know if you love Lord of the Rings, you're used to the slow start. Right, so sure. The slow burns. Yeah, you're right. used to the slow burns. Are you burns. upset that they've fucked with the timeline and then sped it up? Oh. I mean, it's fine. I guess they do. What was that? Uh, well, because the second age is supposed to th- span thousands of years, and they've yeah. reduced it. Uh, quite it's a like bit. A couple hundred, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's you know, they gotta do what they gotta do to make this make sense. But does it look good? It looks great. Mm-hmm. Visually, is beautiful. Oh my god, the <laughs> island nation of uh, I forget the name of it. There's one. Uh, there's a particular kingdom that's just like an island out in the middle of the sea between um. The Elven homeland in Middle Earth, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful. They really spent some money on it, huh? Oh, yeah. They spent a lot. There's a lot of money in this show. It's the most expensive TV show ever produced. It's like in the billions. Wow. Billion dollars. Yeah. It's in the billions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long is it going to run? <laughs> oh, it's eight episodes. Eight episodes. <laughs> if it was Netflix, they, if it was Netflix, they would have canceled it by now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. So this is Amazon, right? This is mm-hmm. Amazon. So they might hold on so to it for a little bit. They got that one ba- billion for one season. They got that yeah. Bezos money. Amazon has some great shows. The thing that's killing Amazon is they gotta spend instead <laughs> the of spending. UI, we talk about and, it. Yeah, we talk about it every time that user interface. Spend less money. Spend here's here's what. Take uh take fifty million out of that Lord of the Rings budget and fix the UI. Fix the mm-hmm. user interface. Um no. Terrible there must layout. be somebody there talking about that, saying we need to fix this. Right? It's terrible layout. It's terrible. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. It's it's headache inducing. Just trying to navigate. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, anyway, we, we, we digress. Uh, the expense. expense is great. Um, I enjoy it. I was going to ask, there's another... Oh, uh, is anyone watching House of Dragons? Yes, I caught it. I'm caught up. How's that? Fantastic. Is it? Again, it's another it's another slow burn. Um, but there is... Uh, well, it's set 250 years before uh, the events of Game of Thrones. Okay. So this is when... Targaryens, Targaryens were the ruling families, and uh, dragons everywhere. Um, and we know the Targaryens have a history of being uh, fucking crazy and incestuous, and it's all kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all, it's all, uh, it's all bearing fruit right now. Because this last episode no was pun crazy. Uh, Jake, yeah. you know, people are obviously they're going to make comparisons because it's two fantasy series, and they, I mean, they're apples and oranges. But uh, are you preferring one to the other at this at the moment, or do you do you prefer one style of storytelling over the other? Um, they both play. I mean, at least pacing wise, they both play pretty similarly. At least leading up to like certain big events, there hasn't been a major event in. Um, uh, in the what's the what the ring of power rings of power uh, there hasn't been like a major major event in the rings of power right um, but I think they're fairly similar at least pacing um, okay. it's just Game of Thrones is a little bit Game of Thrones is a lot more cutthroat and a lot more obviously uh, yeah vulgar and violent and, mm-hmm. yeah it's so, apples and Targaryens right yeah so uh, yeah there's the not this not not this recent episode, but the one before it. There's a, uh, ooh, god. There's some. There's a, uh, some scenes that'll make you a little uncomfortable. But so we like to hear. Yeah. They're both solid. They're both. I mean, if you like, if you like either of the settings that they're placed in, you're gonna have a good time. Right. I watch the extended editions of all the Lord of the Rings movies. So anything, any Lord of the Rings content you give me, I'll be very happy. Yeah. It looks beautiful. I haven't watched it. I'm, I'm gonna wait. I'm probably gonna wait till it's all out, and then sit down and try to do it all at once. Um, yeah. House of the Dragon too. It's beautiful. The the dragons look fucking awesome, and they have they're a little bit more um, they're more uh, what do you call it? More person, not personalized, but they have more. They have like more of their own identity, so they're a little bit more unique looking. Each one of them. So. Okay. All so right. that's pretty, that's cool to see too. Uh, and I hope everybody's waiting till the end of the show before they name their children after any of the characters. Cause that's always a good mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not making that mistake you, twice. You, you can kind of do it with Lord of the Rings. You can name your kid Galadriel and it's fine. You know, Aragorn. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I need to, I need to watch all of that stuff. It's so much, I'm so behind on TV. I've, There's so much shit going on. It's just like, lot. I don't have time. There's also so it's, many. Re- it's, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say it's like it's it's an embarrassment of riches. There's too much TV, too much good TV. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm almost like it's yeah. It's almost like I gotta the, not watch New Heart to make room for all these other shows. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm I kid, John. Yeah, I kid I because to, I, I love. Put down. I had to put down Bridgerton, you know, because we gotta. Right. Right. Gotta make room for the good stuff. All right, we love a we love a good season of Bridgerton. Not at all. Uh, I hate that name. <laughs> that name is that name is so it's, just, it's so clunky. It's, it's such a clunky yeah. name. 
Bridgerton. Bridgerton? Yeah, it does not. It's does, a British. It's so British. You know that's the BBC, right? right. It's got to be right. <laughs> no, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. It's a, it's a based on a series okay. of. It's based on a series of books, I think. Yeah. Uh, Are they Brits? <laughs> of course. I mean, it's, it's all it's all court. It's all uh, the intrigue of the court. You know that sort of thing, uh, and, and uh, the intrigue of the royal oh, court. That. Yeah. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just all like you know who's interested in who and who's you know trying to marry so and so for money. It's like uh, it's like Game of Thrones, but with like all without the violence. Mm. Right? Who's got time for that shit? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. It's more. It's, it's more, it's more lovey dovey. Uh, Game it's of Thrones. like Game of Thrones without the violence. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Right. It's like Game of Thrones if it was all set in the last act of uh, History of the World Part One. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. You know all the court, and you look like the piss okay. boy. It's, and, it's, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, I guess. You it's good to me. be the king. You, it's good to be the king. Not, uh, we are not the target audience. <laughs> no, we are definitely not the target audience. All right, let's. Oh, get, that leads me to this. Did anybody watch like the royal funeral? I didn't watch I did. any of it. <laughs> Interesting. I it. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, it's a funeral. It's crazy. I mean, do, yeah, I know people that watched five hours of that. I just could not get interested enough to tune it in. Let's say uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched like the last hour, maybe. I mean, no, questions about it. questions about imperialism and everything aside and colonialism and all that stuff. Uh, historically, I mean, when are we I mean, you know, this isn't something that we see as, you know, as as a, as society, like in Western uh, culture, this isn't something that happens very often. Right. It's been 70 years. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. The last royal funeral was 70 years ago. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if pretty I crazy. I don't know if Charles is going to last as long as his mom did. Uh, um, I don't know. Well, even if he does, I mean, his dad lived to be like 99, right? Philip was 99 when he died. Oh, that's true. Like, that's true. He was like, what, a year ago? He died at 99. So both sides of the family live to a ripe old age. Even if he lives to be 99, his reign will be 20 years versus 70 years. Right. You know? and, and I mean, you're, 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 you're taking care of too. I mean, that's, you're not exactly living, you're not, you know, you're not living a life where you're, you know, uh, you know, doing a lot of physical labor. So, you know, that I'm sure that adds to the life expectancy. Um, but yeah, I didn't, uh, I watched I hit here and there. My mom watched a lot of it. My mom was like, uh, glued yeah. to the set and uh it's know. history you know uh it's funny my mom's old enough to remember when she was you know when when she was uh uh what what do we say when she was 25 when, when she, when she, when the, my mom remembers the coronation on tv so you know wow. it's like you know uh that's a whole that's something that's a whole lifetime so what was it 50 was it 52 she was coronated 50? yeah yeah, 52, 53. Yeah. And what's crazy is if you were in the UK, that's the only queen you've ever known. It's like if we got, you know, it's crazy. People came, people went, you know, she right. dealt with 13 prime ministers and or whatever it was. She met, you know, every president from Harry Truman. That that shows you how long she's been around. You know? Yeah, it, it would it would be like if it would be like if, if Eisenhower were elected president and was still president. Like right. you know, that's, just, that's what it would right. be like for us. If, if, you know, think of all the, yeah. Yeah. It's because she was so young, you know, that was so crazy that she was like 25. Um, right. Uh, 
when she got it. So that's the thing. It's the longevity plus the fact she was so young when she got the job. Sure. That's, that's you know, 70 years. Holy cow. I, you know, I didn't see a lot of it. Um, I saw, you know, here, here and there, and, you know, I, I watched the, I, it's hard to say highlights because it's a funeral, but. Um, highlights of the funeral. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, saw, I caught some of it, but uh, my mom was, was very interested in it. And, uh, you know, uh, I remember, you know, in the 80s, we, you know, it was kind of that obsession with Princess Diana and, and Prince Charles. I remember that being a big event. Sure. The wedding. The wedding. Yeah, yeah. And then her funeral. And that was, you know, yeah. Right. Big deal. People right. love Diana. Right. My mom, I remember my mom watching the, you know, all of the royal wedding and, you know, all of that. Uh, it's kind of weird. Like, my mom, like, doesn't talk about it. But when it's on, she's like, hey, I'm going to watch the, hey, you know, it's the, 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 she was all into the, the Meghan Markle scandal and all of that. I was like, wow, you're following huh. this? Yeah, oh yeah, it's so and so. I guess it's like, like a so, it's like a soap opera, basically. You're, yeah, you're tuning in like it's a soap opera. Pretty much, I guess. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they say the Brits. You know, if you're I into mean, that stuff, it's just like a big soap opera. Well, you know what? When people go, why are you into the monarchy? Think about it. Like, let's look, let's look at it this way. Think about it this way. Would you rather watch this royal family go through things like that and and kind of that are relatable, like, oh, they don't like this in-law or, the, you know, they don't like this relative or whatever. <laughs> or would you rather be like, hey, this guy fomented rebellion on January 6th and we're just kind of all okay with it now and we're dealing with, yeah, like, Nazis yeah. in the streets, you know? It's like, I get right. it. I understand why people are, it's like, it's all, you're right, John, it's almost like an escape from our problems, you know? So, sure. Right. It's fairy tale stuff, basically, and the stakes aren't that high. I mean, they say they are, but it's really, they're not really moving the levers of government anymore so it really has all the trappings of a fairy tale when there's a wedding you've got the carriage and it's like something out of cinderella or sleeping Beauty. <laughs> right 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 and um it's it's it has the trappings of a fairy tale the stakes aren't quite the same because it's way past the time that they're making things happen politically right so um we you have the the luxury of going hey isn't this cool but it isn't like it's gonna be <laughs> i was i was just thinking about that because i i just reread speaking of sherlock holmes i just reread scandal in bohemia and he's you know it's the king of bohemia and he's gonna marry this other princess from like sweden or something and the whole thing is they can't find this photograph of him with a woman before he was married because it will just upset and he's literally says you know it will it will upset european history and when you think of world war one and how that all one domino fell and then the next thing you know Christ. the world is plunged into into it's like wow that was not too far off it was so in a way jake yes he did save the world. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was what I was, you know, waiting, I was waiting for. It. I was waiting for it. Yeah. But uh, no. But you know, you, you think about that. Like how much in 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 the old days, how much a wedding? All these were all you know in World War One, right? Uh, sure. In the the Kaiser was was what. Um, was what uh, uh, Victoria's grandson family, right? Or, yeah, They're or his family, nephew, right? or nephew, cousins or... and uncles and brothers. Yeah, you know. And and even in World War Two, there's a there's a little of that where you're like, well, wait a minute, they're related to the Germans, and that's the thing. There's this whole side of the uh, the British aristocracy that is like linked to Germany, like you know? the Habsburgs. Yeah, it's like this weird. Yeah, yeah. It's like this whole thing because they all intermarried, and, and it's like this crazy. They don't talk about it, but there was a time where sure. 
that it was a very big deal who marries who and who, you know, who gets knocked off first. And yeah, so because that's how you, yeah, you we're all your elite. Yeah. All your allegiances and stuff, you know, we're all it was you, you married. That's what that's what Game of Thrones is about. Right. It's, it's all about right. these allegiances and marrying the right person. And now these two families are You're together. Not- now it's just a source of entertainment. Right. Strange. Strange. Uh, John, I wanted to tell you real quick, uh, uh, somebody had occasion to try a, just one, I just had one because of my sugar, but I had the, uh, I was forced to eat a pumpkin spice pretzel from Trader Joe's. <laughs> what do you mean forced? forced? At, at gunpoint. Well, we were, oh, at, you're going to eat it. We were at a Dodger game and my, my friend brought a snack and that's what they brought. Uh-huh. And I said, oh. I'll give it a try. You know, I didn't want to be rude. I was offered it. What'd you think? Uh, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not, isn't I'm that a, crazy? I'm not a big pumpkin, John, sky, have you pumpkin had those, spice guy. Uh, John, have you had those mini pumpkin drumsticks that you guys sell? The ice cream? No, I have You're not. Good. Oh, the ice cream one with the cone? Yeah, yeah. Yes, those are great. We get those every year. We've got something new. We've got like a uh, pumpkin spice toffee cake, and we've also got a maple... Uh, and sea salt ice cream that just came in. So um, all the yeah, all that fall stuff is coming in. Yeah, those drumsticks come in every year. That's really good stuff. Mm-hmm. John, I'm oh, going to yeah. need you to let me know the second, the second you see a tin of of uh, Trader Joe's wintry oh, the blend every fucking year. Win- the fucking coffee with you. Oh my god, man. <laughs> Oh, so good. All right. So you want me to just, put, get, just grab one for you? Well, you can, like but let me let me know and I will just go to I will go buy nine of them or ten of just them. Just give okay. him a dozen so he stops talking about it. So you listen, can, you right? try it's, this it's coffee. Beans, right? You try this coffee, you disbelieving son of a bitch. And you I tell <laughs> I don't you don't drink coffee. I can disbelieve all I want. I'm not a big coffee. I don't drink coffee either. So when, when people go nuts, I go, Well, I'll have to take your word for it. I'm, I'm not a coffee. huge and I'm not a coffee guy. I don't do pour overs. No. I have I have a decent all coffee right. maker. I have a I have a nice okay. I have a nice coffee maker. It's nothing crazy, very simple. Mm. I don't buy a lot of exotic coffees, but that wintry blend, son of a biscuit, that just makes me feel warm and happy inside when I drink it. All I'm saying is this how is now how I mark the holidays arriving is with you. You know what? <laughs> winter blend. And you know what? You even have to tell me. Coffee. Hey, and by the way, it's the last day of summer, right? Or the summer it's today is it today? Uh, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. It was the last day of summer. How about listen to this, yeah. you pumpkin spice sons of bitches? How about we just skip right to this to the wintry blend? Since all of you just want to be like, oh, summer, yo, I don't want summer. I just want to go straight to Halloween and get my cozy pumpkin spice and put my my Halloween decorations up. F you. We're going right to Christmas. How do you like me now? How do you like that? Who's that? How about we just, it's all these people online. They're in the middle of summer. I'm trying to enjoy my baseball. I'm trying to enjoy the nice weather. And these people are like, I wish it was fall. Uh." And they've got their Jack Skellington up. And it's, is it fall yet? It's June, you asshole. Oh, that's funny. I don't know you whose voice him, that Mario. is. You tell that, him. I don't know whose voice that is you're doing, but that's pretty funny. Oh, I want my, <laughs> I want my pumpkin spice. 
Uh, well, you know what? I'll tell you, in a week it's going to be October, so it's here. You know, <laughs> I hope we skip it's right. Here. I hope we skip right past it. Halloween isn't even, isn't even a holiday. If you don't get the day off from school, it's not a holiday. Halloween is not a holiday. Oh, there you go. Stop. There you go from the guy who doesn't think golfing's a sport. Golf is not a sport. <laughs> Golf is an activity. Uh, so, uh, so what is it? So it's winter blend. You have to even tell me. Is it the beans? or is it like it, an instant it's, it's, it's the instant it's the ground they're already ground i think okay. probably, uh, oh john there's like a, there's like a, i don't know what we've already, we got some stuff in we got some i think we got some like pumpkin tea and i don't nobody think wants pumpkin, pumpkin. stop making everything pumpkin flavored you know what you taste like pumpkin well, yeah. pumpkin oh, pie hey, too, hey you know what too late we got we got pumpkin cereal so i too late for that we i'm gonna say this meal i'm gonna and, say this and pumpkin gonna, fig newtons i'm gonna I'm say waiting, this right I'm now i'm waiting i'm waiting for it I see that. It's fine. Whatever. You're a little devil mask. Listen. Devil mask. The Beatles are. What the fuck is that devil, thing, Jake? What is that, Jake? Devil mask. It looks pretty interesting. It's a, it's a cane. It's a back scratcher. Oh, I like it's a cane that. with a fill on it. Yeah. I like What's it. your pimp cane? What the fuck, dude? Hey, that's yeah. like a. You just out trolling for hoes in the graveyard now? That's What's like going a, on? That's like trolling a. For you know, trolling for hoes at the graveyard. That is a. Uh, that's a. Oh, good Lord. That's yeah, a, that sounds like a Lambert Hendricks and Ross. Uh, pimping at the graveyard. Ooh, had me trolling for hoes beneath these headstones. Sherlock Holmes would carry a walking ooh. stick like that. That'd be cool. Um, hmm. All so. these spooky bitches want me. You know what? It's the holiday season. Do, do, do. So and Dickory Dock. Dickory Dock. And Halloween and can suck my what? Clock. What? What was that? What? It's not even a holiday. It's not even a freaking holiday. It's a. It's what for Christmas? kids. <laughs> Let them get their candy and just shut up, and we move on. I haven't even had my mm. freaking holiday. And by the way, also it's an excuse to dress up as cool things, Mario. For the Christmas yeah, people, we going back to listen, Boston. listen. Boston. Nerd culture is taking over. You can just go to school dressed in a costume now. There's no need for Halloween. Yeah. There's no you just yeah, but I can't there's, go to work dressed up as a costume yeah. normally. You're not supposed to but go to Halloween work anyway. Mario is where we get all the slutty chicks dressing up in skimpy clothing. Do you don't need yeah, Halloween for that either? You don't need, <laughs> you need Halloween for that either. I think if I'm getting this right, Mario's complaining about this new phenomenon where the adults have taken over Halloween, right? <laughs> If you want to watch, hey, listen, if you want to watch people dressed up as slutty, whatever, just watch chiropractic videos on, on YouTube because hey. apparently that's what you do. You go half right? naked to the chiropractor now yeah. because that's what all yeah. these guys. Yes. Oh, I'm watching the wrong things. Apparently yeah. I'm send, going to the wrong chiropractor. <laughs> I'll send you guys some, I'll send you guys I, some I links. You won't be that's not an erotic experience. I'm telling me. you on the, on YouTube. It, it is a releasing experience on YouTube. Oh, it man, is. Those, mm -hmm. those cracks are so satisfying. I don't know. Uh, you bet they are. Cause you can see them. Oh, you can see them with what these girls are wearing. If those those man. If those mm -hmm. pants were any tighter, they'd be behind her. You know what I'm saying? And then I see. Huh. Hmm. She could she could hmm. sit down on a quarter and say if it's a heads or tails. Hey, how you doing? But I want, hey, <laughs> but I want to tell you. Hey, this is a great audience. He's not here. Yet, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the memories da -da 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 of being here with you at your club, Babaloo. And through it all, we had a ball in spite of you know who. <laughs> I thank you so much. Wow, that's from I Love Lucy. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thanks. Where the hell's Justine? For the memories. <laughs> la, la, la. Thanks. Uh, living her best this might be the only show where we never get to the digital movie club. I'm editing nothing. I am editing zero. Yeah, yeah, leave it in. We we don't even know what the show is at this point because we don't know what's in and what's yeah, not. Yeah, in. So we don't you know, know but, but we do, it's in, but we do have to do Mystery Science Theater for Brent next week. Oh, you're on vacation. How are we going to do that? Okay, we'll do it when How I get back. Gonna... I think we have we, I think we have to come back Wednesday, so we'll be back. We'll just do it later in the okay, day. Okay, I was going to say, how do we thread that needle? You're on vacation. This is Brent's last show with yeah, us. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Don't let's not have this conversation on the air because I haven't exactly broke it to my wife yet. So okay, just we'll cut it figure out. it out. We'll figure it out, but uh, uh, she doesn't cut, out, to know. cut out right after I went. Thanks for the memories. All right, of being here with you. It, uh, and then John is going to be singing that a version of that song after he watches the chiropractic videos. Um, mm. Thanks for the um, all right memories. There you go. It'd be great if it'd be great if my chiropractor looked like Olivia Munn. And I could really John, say thanks, John. You for the memory. Pick somebody we all know. I know you always get angry when I try. You say, "Don't try to make her a thing." Yeah, so don't I'm trying keep to make talking about this actress. Don't try to make her a thing. Yeah, don't try to make it like nobody is used talking to get, about. Used Olivia to get Munn. angry about uh, Monica Bellucci. Now you get angry when I say Olivia Munn. You go, "Don't I, try I, to make her because I have no the idea, hot new woman. I have no idea who that is." Oh, you saw her uh, as Psylocke in uh, X Men Apocalypse. Uh, yeah, I don't remember yeah. those characters. Mario Zoll, you think I went to see that movie? Do you think I went to go see? Yes, it? I think because we saw Apocalypse? it together. Yeah, we, I know he saw yeah, that I did, movie. Yeah, I did see that movie. Did, did we all go see? But we did we all go together? together? Yes. Oh, all five of us? Yes. I don't remember that. God, my memory. Yeah, we went as a podcast and we're like, this is trash. Wow, but I was probably getting. I probably put my. I probably had a big thing of popcorn over my lap when she came on. Right. Mm. And the, the popcorn just uh, popped up. It was Ripley's, I tell you. Uh, it just popped up through the pop. I don't know who Olivia Munn is. What does she? What does she do? She was dressed uh, up like a dominatrix. Is uh, Psylocke in X Men Apocalypse? Yeah, is that? She was you... also on the Daily Show. She was a reporter on the Daily Show. She's really exotic looking and very sexy. She was and, originally uh, a host on G Four for one of the oh, video game shows. Oh, yeah. I remember Olivia oh, Munn from from G Four. Yeah. Yeah. I remember her from G4. And she's pregnant with somebody. Oh, she, she married to a, com- John, married uh, to a comedian. Okay. John Mulaney. Is that the baby she's having? Yes. Oh, John and they're they're like oh, they're like shit. divorced, right? Or they're Good gonna man. get they're yeah. gonna get divorced. I think Jake has got a picture of her. Right? His yeah. face is lighting up. He's all, oh right. yeah, it's, it's, oh, it down. that's who it is. Oh, slow it down, kids. So now Mario's all okay. You can you can make her a thing. No, you can say no. A, Still you no. Can say it. Still no. I can't. She was on New Girl for a little bit too. Mm, I don't know. She's awful sexy. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a there was another girl on um, had a show on G four. Uh, really, What's G four. Re- really pretty, John. <laughs> the youth are talking. Uh, Allison. Uh, it starts with an H. Uh, no, G four uh, was like a nerd channel. It was all video games and. Uh, and Allison Hayslip. No, it wasn't. How would I know that? It was a game channel. How am I going to know that? It wasn't. It, it wasn't. Um, it wasn't Allison Hayslip. G four. Uh, is it the other one who became a porn star? Wait, who was that? Oh no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You, um, who became a porn star? It was yeah, it's not her. Who are the 
So somebody went the other uh, so direction. There was Morgan Webb, Blair Butler, uh, Candace Bailey, Christian Adams, Allison Hayslip, Layla Kaylee. I think Morgan Webb. I don't uh, know. But I don't see the other one who used to be on there. I don't know any of these other ones. I just uh, knew Morgan Webb. Adam yeah. Sessler, Morgan Webb. She used to do like and board yeah. game reports too. Anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, what a time. Weird. I don't know. Is G4 we still? Were, is G4 still? Were. I don't think so. That, those were they, good. They, have a, they still have a website, G4 TV. Those yeah, they were, came back. Those were good. I can't remember the girl's name. She was really funny. Um, she had her own YouTube channel for a while. She would do like video games and board game stuff. She would do video game stuff. Um, can't remember. Her name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, no, they still do all kinds of stuff. Right. Yeah, they just came back. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. that's enough talk about Olivia Munn. How did see John? <laughs> that's the crazy thing that you know Olivia Munn because she's from G Four. So it's like, oh, she's well. Like, I knew her from the Daily Show, and that was like eight years ago. She started G Four was show. like fifteen yeah. years ago. Yeah, G Four oh, was wow. way back. So yeah. she really—that really is the beginning for her, huh? right? Yep. Wow. I really thought Ground Zero was her doing a Daily Show, Mm-mm. and she wasn't on there long. You know, she was on there like maybe a year, and then on to movies and stuff. How come you don't feel that way about Samantha B? She started on the Daily I Show. Like- I like Samantha B. She and they just canceled her show. Yeah, but she's like one of the funniest people out there. And yeah, they but, you, her, but yeah. you don't talk about Samantha B. the same way you talk about. All right, you're gonna try to paint me in a corner and say because <laughs> she's not like a sex pot. Hey, you put yourself in that corner. You, just, <laughs> yeah, you, you know, are there with hey, you? God, hey, goddamn! I love that. We're just there with you. <laughs> I love the way that ended. We're just there with you yeah, in the corner mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because she's not a sex pot. You're the one. <laughs> Why are you mad at me? You're you're the one. You're no, no, the... I'm laughing. I love that word, sex pot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no... a good word. I'm not. It you know, I don't deny you that. I love the way that I love the way Patrick did that. You put yourself in that corner with right. us. <laughs> we're just we're just there. We're just there helping you out. We're just. Yeah, that's right. We don't we don't create the hypocrisy. Now, we just you re- know what I mean. We we don't yeah, create the hypocrisy. We just report on it. That's all we do. You okay. Can't get, yeah. All right. You're, you're, and living like getting, it as well. It's like getting mad. It's like it's like. Getting mad at AP and Reuters. We have no, we have no dog AP in the fight. Reuters. We're just reporting what we're seeing. You know. I love that. I love that. You never hear the word. You never hear the name Reuters. Reuters news service. Of course I do. That's where I get my. It's one of my news sources. I just mean it, it seldom makes it into a gag. You know. Right. Reuters. Thank mm, you. Reuters. Well, because if you have Reuters, there's a cream you can take. It'll take it right away. Mm. It'll take them right off. Roid. Reuters. How we doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, the Noid and the Roid. All right, let's talk about Barton Fink finally. Four hours into the podcast, maybe we should just maybe we should just make it next week. Four hours into the podcast, we're going to talk about Barton yeah, Fink. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, see. Yeah. Break it down for us, uh, Patrick. All righty, Barton Fink released on August 21st, 1991, got a 7.6 on IMDb, a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, directed by the Coen Brothers, screenplay by the Coen Brothers, with a budget of $9 million, grossed worldwide, what, everybody? Ooh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say 15. $15 million for Jake? John? I'm going to... Uh count myself out because I know how it did. Mario? I don't think this is a huge hit. 
I'm going to I'm going to say What was the budget? 9 million. I'm going to say it grossed 18 million dollars. Uh it grossed worldwide 6.1 million dollars. This mm. was a flop. Flopperooski, flopperoo. Well. Yeah. And when you watch it, however, and when you watch however, it, did you know this won three awards at the Cannes Film, Film Festival? It won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival. So it's like it was a flop, but it definitely got the awards, you know? Uh, <laughs> John, we only care about a financial success on this. You can awards, awards, awards. Nobody cares, especially at Cannes. They applaud everything. We want financial. We only want winners. If, this is America. If you got the palm at Con, you wouldn't you wouldn't dig it. You made a movie. What was it? The uh, you did make a movie. What was it? The avocado, uh, the battle of the avocado grove, or what was that? <laughs> avocado something of death. <laughs> avocado grove of death. I love that. I'm sorry if I got it really wrong. It's, <laughs> you made a movie, Avocado Grove of Death, death Squad. Something. Death Squad on a budget, but I do like. That's it. Why did I think there was? I like, why did I think there was an avocado in there? I like the Battle of the Avocado Grove. That is fucking that great. Been a better title. I make. Why I'm, did I think there was something about it? Did you film it in an avocado grove? No. No okay, avocados. Why am, I, in that why am I putting an avocado in there? Mm. There's a cactus patch in that movie. Death, death squad on a budget. Yep. So uh, somebody gave you the palm at the uh, the palm door film festival. Yeah, I probably get I probably, oh, want, probably get up and be like, you know, uh, when I worked at a video store in high school, uh, uh, all I did was watch uh, uh, war movies, and uh, this is uh, 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 my next movie will have shots of feet and possibly. I love the, it when Mario does Tarantino. And possibly the N word because I can say that mm. now. I have a certain amount of cachet. Mm. And so, mm, that's my. You know, he's like black people like me, mm-hmm. right? My best friend is. Black. I think it's yeah. His argument is always it doesn't bother Samuel L. Jackson, so you know Great. that's always his argument. It's like, well, <laughs> that's fine. Yes, uh, uh, I'll have to run it by. Uh, I'll have to run it by uh, Nicole one next time. I want to make a white person joke because it doesn't bother her. There you her. go. Uh, there you go. Uh, so anyway, when least, we, you we, know we what, hey, I appreciate you trying. We went down the rabbit hole, but it did. It did. It didn't win any Oscars, but it did. It racked up pretty well. In well, uh, this is one time. of those movies, like you know, it's going to appeal to such a small amount of people, like you know, yeah, you know, or exactly. or a small amount of people are going to walk away, and, like and go, "Hey, I know somebody that wants to see this or should see this." Yeah, um, you know, the thing about the Coen Brothers is kind of like with Woody Allen, uh, their movies don't cost that much, and when they do, uh, every once in a while they have a hit. That's the thing. They always ask Woody Allen back when he was making movies, you know, what's the deal? And he says, well, they let me do it because every like third or fourth movie, I'll have a hit. So the uh, the ones in between that lose money or, you know, uh, uh, just break even, it's okay because they don't cost that much to make to begin with. You know, Coen Brothers, you never know when you got a Fargo or a Raising Arizona or something around the corner. So they just go, okay, make it. If it's a hit, we're in. If it's not, maybe the next one, you know. John, we don't talk about uh, Woody Allen on this show, so I need, I you, I need you to come I get up with a better, better illustration. There was this comedian. It's what I have to do when I do like one of his jokes. I have to go, there's this comedian in the 60s, and he used to say about going to, and you just go, oh, who was it? Oh, never you mind. <laughs> Is it Bill Cosby? No, but you're warm. <laughs> you're warmish. Uh, you're warmish. All right, Bill, let's talk about Barton Fink. Who, who had not seen this? Obviously, John and I are big Coen Brothers guys. 
Uh, Jake had not seen it. Patrick, had you seen it, honey? So I thought I hadn't seen it, but I've actually seen parts of it. Um, I've seen up until like the last 30 minutes, which is the most important part. (laughs) Which is where it all, which is where it all changes. It all comes together. It all comes together. It's the part I hope that uh, Justine's not watching in a car (laughs) when she's driving. Uh, Now, Jake, you are a creative type. Uh, definitely. Uh, Patrick mm-hmm. is definitely a creative type. If you've seen any of his artwork, he did our logo. He's done logos for uh, uh, Home Video Hustle, and he's just a, a a very talented artist in general. So I really thought a lot about. I was thinking a lot about Patrick when I was watching this. Although the main character is a writer, I'm sure there are times where it's hard to draw inspiration where you feel like that well has run dry. Um, so I really thought about you guys, but especially Patrick a lot during this, uh, the screening of this movie. So Patrick, having seen it all now as a complete work, what do you think? I oh. mean, it's everybody's creative process is extremely different in how they work. Like for me, I have to have something going on while I'm trying to do something, whether it's music or trying to listen to a podcast or something like that. Um, I like to have that in the background. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it. It starts off extremely slow, and you can definitely tell it's a very cerebral film. And uh, I feel like this is something that film schools ate up and loved, and you can tell that's why it didn't do well in the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the ending. Uh, <laughs> I, I I liked the how dark and nonsensical it almost got in the end, and the fact that John Goodman is a uh, a serial killer was fantastic he really stole it for me uh and uh i i enjoyed the end of the film more than the rest the first two-thirds of the film are a slow burn and i can understand why people don't like it i made a mistake and i didn't i didn't give you guys uh, didn't give the audience a synopsis barton fink is a movie about a playwright by the name of barton fink played by john Turturro, who writes he was received success on broadway writing these movies about the common man and so, of course, you know, in the 40s, you know, every playwright, Clifford Odets, anyone who had written a novel, uh, uh, William Faulkner, who is actually kind of referenced in this movie, um, they end up in Hollywood. And they're, they're writing, they're doing this thankless job writing these really, these, these stories that Hollywood just turns into kind of crappy movies. And so he finds himself in Hollywood uh, as, you know, he, he's offered an insane amount of money to write a movie and the whole movie they they put him on a wrestling picture and he's got all of these high ideals about writing about the common man he's got these really high ideals but it's about for writing stories about the common man and uh, he ends up with writer's block and he's living in this really awful rundown hotel uh with with writer's block and he's trying to deal with and it's so basically a week in his life as he's out here has just moved to Los Angeles and befriends John Goodman, who is the neighbor in the hotel. After calling a noise complaint on him, they be, end up becoming friends, and uh, he sort of sort becomes of. confident. He's he sort of becomes his confidant, and uh, yeah, and so it's just uh, it's like a week in his life out here. And and what you know, the 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 Coens always offer these looks at Hollywood and how Hollywood operates, and a lot probably has not changed. So there's that element to it. There's a whole element about the creative process and writer's block. And there's other, there are other ideas going on kind of, you know, 
how to you know different people deal like you patrick said there are different ways that patrick deals with being creative and there's definitely some some uh some exploration of that as far as you know how different writers uh, what what brings them comfort when they're writing or what they're using as motivation so it's an exploration of all of that and then it just takes a weird turn in the third act where uh it's like patrick said it's surreal and violent uh, so it's kind of this long, slow burn, and then all of a sudden you're just like, "What is happening? Why is this happening?" And, but it's awfully entertaining when it is happening. There is a payoff. It all sort of comes to a head in the last act. There is a payoff. Right. Right. <laughs> literally out of like, well, it's literally out of nowhere. It's so like let's let's jump over to Jake. Jake, this is your first time seeing it. What did you think? Give it as a whole. What did you um, think? Yeah, it's it's just it just kind of. Uh, it just kind of meanders for like, yeah, like the first like hour, hour, 15 minutes. It's just kind of, you know, just watching Barton just have writer's block and then him try to circumvent that by, you know, trying to talk with different writers or to try and get inspiration from other people. And then out of fucking nowhere, just like, all right, cool. Apartments on fire. like <laughs> Right. You know, cops show and, up, and cops and murder. I was like, "What is happening?" But Jake, did you see any hint that maybe there was more to the John Goodman character? Did you see that maybe he wasn't all he was pretending to be when he talked? Just came over and had a drink with uh, Barton. Did you think maybe he might have been a little off? He's. I mean, he seemed a little off. Just like his initial reaction. Yeah. From him, he's like, "What? Who said?" Like when he called to complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? And then immediately walked over and was is pretty imposing. Yeah. And then just uh, turned on a dime. Turned on a dime. So that's so that kind of hint. I mean, I hinted that he was a little unhinged, but not not to not a serial killer. <laughs> right. Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Right. Oh, I thought maybe he would have like lashed out or maybe like punched like punched somebody or hit somebody. Not fucking not full blown murder. Uh, do you guys think this is a question that I've asked before and I've thought about? I've I've never really. I don't have an answer. Do you think a lot of I've seen it posited that this could be at one point instead of going to Hollywood, Barton Fink kills himself, and this is all like he's in hell basically. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely, it's possible. Right, like you know, he, he, you know, at some point he's dead, or I've heard that you know he killed them both in their bed. Because you you realize that this guy that John Goodman has killed uh, Barton Fink's uh, not his girlfriend but a woman that he's having an affair with uh, that yeah. he killed them well, both. Like I, like, I like I told you guys, there's that when Steve Buscemi first comes out of that that uh, sort of hole in the ground behind the desk at the hotel, it looks like those drawings you see those those etchings from uh, Dante's Inferno where they're lifting the lid up and you're seeing all the flames and it's pretty much the entry to hell. Right. And that, and that, that, um, that hotel does seem pretty hellacious. And even the thing on the, uh, uh on the stationery, it says stay for a day or a lifetime. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, were you, were you, did, did you guys, I want to know Patrick and, and, what, I, what I'll say this, if you when you watch the movie again, because the first time you're just trying to figure out what's going on, mm-hmm. when you watch the movie again and you start to see some of his reactions, some of the things he says, some of the things that people say, it's really not a slow burn. There's a lot of really funny stuff going on. Not 
you know, you might not be laugh out loud hilarious, but it's not as sort of um, cerebral as you think it is. It's a lot of it's kind of just, you know, it's, it's, it's a, definitely a dark comedy. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And there's a lot of, and then when you start listening to the stuff, like when he goes into the, to the, um, to the office of the, of the, I forgot the studio head, you know, his whole thing. Capital. Yeah. Oh his, yeah. His, Lipnick. Yeah. 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 yeah Jack, you know, and then, you know, his whole thing and, you know, the things he's saying and, you know, we're going to put you in a wrestling picture. And then, you know, the way they break down the wrestling pictures and then what am I doing? What am I doing? I've hired one of the greatest writers. Why am I, why am I telling you, you know? And then I love that breakdown he has at the end when he, when he tells them when he's, when he's kind of, he realizes Barton Fink hasn't written anything. And then what's the guy's name? Lou goes to say like John Polito. Yeah. He's defending him. He's defending him. And then the guy gets mad. He's like, how dare you talk about a great artist? Like how dare you talk about a great artist like Barton Fink? And then I love that he says, you don't think I got somebody that could write like that Barton Fink feeling I've got, it reminds you of that Lubitsch touch or whatever, you know, it's like these, these catchphrases (laughs) they had. You know, so there's a, that Barton because he keeps talking about that Barton Fink feel. Right. All, right. I got twenty I got twenty guys next door that can crank out a Barton Fink script. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just got this look on his face like I just got here. How's that possible? I've been here a week. You oh, know? I love it. I love I love and then we get to see the great um we get to see the great Tony Shaloub show up as a really slim. <laughs> oh, God, does, he's hey, so great. Hey, how does Melnick's ass smell today? <laughs> oh God. All that Hollywood stuff is great <laughs> because he's basically supposed to be like Louis B. Mayer meets, you know, Jack Warner, you know, right. Right. A lot, a lot of that stuff rings true. You know, the thing like strutting around in the uh, military outfit. I think there's, there's one of those guys that really did that. You know, one of those studio heads really did do that, you know? Oh, okay. I love it. Um, did you, John, you love this one, obviously. I was, I was such a Coen brothers fan. This was like their fourth movie. So when it came out, I think I went. Uh, I think I went uh, first night wherever it was playing. It might not have been playing everywhere, but I went the first night. Yeah, I'd seen the trailer. I knew it was about Hollywood. You know, in a way, this is like Hail Caesar in that is it is about Hollywood. So you know, I'm a sucker for that stuff. This is about a lot of other things, but I do like a period piece, and I like movies about old Hollywood, especially when the Coen brothers really get it. They really know their old Hollywood history. So you see this guy's supposed to be Faulkner. You know, he's a famous novelist. He's drinking. He doesn't really want to be there. That's like Faulkner, you know, and the, the head of the studio, that's pretty much Louis B. Mayer. Somebody said Louis B. Mayer would do these tirades or he would like wheedle somebody to do something he wanted by crying. They said nobody was, was a better actor on the MGM lot than Louis B. Mayer because he could get you to do it either by scaring you by having a tantrum or he would break down and cry. And so you got to do it for the studio. And they said, nobody was a better actor than him, you know, and that's what you're getting. Michael Lerner is always so great. Whatever they put him in, he's right. always great. Right. And this has got to be just about the best thing he ever did. He's even, he's even good in the five minutes that he's in, um, in, uh, elf. That's what everybody knows him from. Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's the yeah. publisher from elf. He's always great. 
And in this one, uh, it's just a tour de force because he's doing all this stuff where he's kissing his feet. He, he actually gets down on his knees and kisses his shoe. But then the next time he sees him, he's all, you know, fuck off. You know what? We own you, you know? So get out, you know? We still own what we own, whatever's in your head, but get out. You're not working. You work for us, but you're not going to get any work. And you're going, God, this guy is just a monster. You know? Right. <laughs> just, right. It's so crazy. And uh, all, everything, all Judy Davis is great, and uh, Steve Buscemi is great as Chet, you know, all that stuff. And what you say about it, like maybe he's dead. It, yeah, I never really thought that, except when you look at that hotel, you don't see hardly anybody else in that hotel right. but yeah. him and John Goodman. You see evidence of people in that hotel. You see the shoes being put outside the door. You kind of see people coming and going, but you go, this almost looks like, if you were like, yeah, taking an elevator to the river sticks or something. You right, know? right. Yeah, you, the elevator. Even the guy in the elevator, it just looks like death, you know? Well, he was death um, in, uh, in, in the last one we saw, which was Hudson. That's Proxy. right. Yeah. That's right. I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. So I think they just nail it. Everything. Even the, I always laugh at the end with the cops, you know? Uh, actually, it's, it's sort of dark and sinister. I mean, some of what they're saying is funny and some of it's gets to be pretty, uh, monstrous and also right on the money for 40s Hollywood when they start personally insulting him. You know, uh, at first they're funny because they're kind of making jokes and they're deadpan like Jack Webb. And then they start making anti-Semitic remarks and you realize, you know, that's probably the way 1941 Hollywood was. Sure. You know, sure. if, if you were Jewish, that, that's the sort of treatment you would get in a, from yeah. the cops or from a hotel. So this has got a darker edge to it. There's funny stuff, but there's also horrifying stuff. And by the time you get to the the whole place being on fire, it's like it's like The Shining. It's like something out of the, uh, it's like the hotel overlook in The Shining. You're going, this is definitely a hotel from hell. Right. The way the whole thing is just up in flames. And you're also feeling but when you see the, what's that? It's it's almost like a fever dream, like like Patrick was saying earlier about having a fever dream. It feels that know, way. It because feels- they keep talking about how hot it is. And the thing that bothered me the first time I saw it is the way that the uh, the the wallpaper kept sort of like... Oh, sweating. God, that wallpaper is so... The way it was... Uh, it was so uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's almost like a wound. It's sloughing off the yeah. wall, and then there's all this paste oozing. And it's almost like the stuff that's coming out of John Goodman's ear. And they keep yeah. talking about how hot it is. And the fans <clears throat> are barely turning. So it de- it definitely does seem like something out of uh, somebody's vision of hell, like a fever dream. But when they show that picture of him and they get, they call him mad, madman Munt. (laughs) Right. And you see the photo and you go, Oh no. And then you think, Oh my God, he's going to go visit my folks in New York. And you're like, Oh yeah. You know, when he makes that phone call, Oh my God, they're not answering. Right. And and he realizes that's probably her head in the box. It's insane that he's carrying the box around because it's got to be her head in the box, you know. And it's, it's so weird that he walks out of the hotel with with the package. He should have left it behind. But um, all this darkness and craziness. But then at the end, he gets to the beach, and you go, "That is such a Coen Brothers ending." That the girl on the beach looks exactly like the girl that he's been looking at in the picture on the wall of his hotel and when he says are you in pictures that's a really funny joke you know are you in pictures and she's all don't be silly and then she strikes the exact 
same pose. Mm-hmm. And then if you blink, you miss it, but a bird, like a seagull, dies and goes straight into the water. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't die. He, he, yeah, he dives. And he, he, he comes back he up. Dives, oh, yeah. it, he pops back oh, up. Oh, it looked like he uh, like he died and fell in. No, 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 no. He, he's he's, oh. he's fishing. No, seagulls. Yeah, no, seagulls like. It's, yeah, oh, they like they put their wings in and they dive to get fish. It, 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 pop, it pops back as, up. That's not as funny. Yeah, it pops. Yeah, back. but I love that. But it I is love good that timing. Been looking at this picture, he's been looking at this picture. It's the only thing in his apartment or his hotel room that looks, you know, that can like take him outside of the hotel uh, when he's in there. He's just always staring at it, and I just love that. That's the last shot. She turns back around, and it's the shot. You know, right? So you know, that's just a goofy way to end it. Some most people would just shrug and go, "Who the hell cares?" But it kind of strikes the right tone. If you're a Coen Brothers fan, that's a great way to end it. You know. Well, I feel to me like that. That shows me that he's that was his escape. I feel like he's free. I feel like that. That's right. that. That to me that implies that he's free. That he he made it. And he out. really is. Yeah, he really is. Because think of it, he was he was going to take he was going to jail. They figured it was a two man job on this murder, and the fact that both detectives get shot and then the whole place goes up in flames, uh, including all the evidence. I mean, he really is free. I mean, Except for he that is head, literally free. Except <laughs> for that head. Yeah, boy, yeah. that last yeah. twenty minutes, you are not expecting it. No, uh, none of that. Now, that's a twist Yeah, you, you couldn't have you couldn't have predicted any of that. <laughs> you know, I'll show you what hey. the life of a mind is like. Charlie literally just fucking walking through the halls, lighting the whole place on fire and fucking. No, it was just catching on fire because it was so hot. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it looked like I thought he lit it. Yeah, no, I always assume I always assume that he he set it on fire. Nope, it's just catching on fire because you see it's as he runs, it catches on fire as he goes past with the shotgun in his hand. The f- and yeah, then the you look past him and you can see that the fire is beyond him as well. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you from the time he slaps that mosquito on on Judy Davis's back, that's when the movie takes a whole yep, different and turn. And you're just like, oh shit, okay. Right. When Not all the blood that. comes out and he is horrified and you're going, suddenly this isn't like a comedy anymore, you know? Right. Yeah, it took a, yeah, it took a turn out of fucking nowhere. Here's the thing yeah, about yeah. the Coen brothers. Whether you end up liking the movie or not, you're going for a ride most of the time. Nine times out of ten. Oh, yeah. Nine times. It doesn't always work as well when they're, when they're directing other people's material. But, yeah. uh, but let me tell you, even there, you know, Joel, Joel Cohen just directed uh, Hamlet on the Apple TV uh, thing, and that was great. It was really, really well done, and visually, I need to see that. Visually, just you know, they, they always do stuff with the visuals that that are just striking, and um, you know, just even all the stuff in the apartment, it's so oppressive. Uh, but all the angles they pick, like you guys are talking about the paperwork or the paper, the wallpaper. When you see the wallpaper from the angles they shoot it at, you know, it's like when they're both yeah. looking at it, they're up. There's like you a camera. You can see the texture. Right. You can see the texture of it. Also, I got to give a shout out. It's Roger Deakins is the uh, cinematographer. cinematographer. Yeah. It's the first first time he worked with him. It's Barry Sonnenfeld did the first three. Blood Simple, Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing was Barry Sonnenfeld doing cinematography. Then when they're shooting Barton Fink, he's doing his first film as a director. He's doing the Adams Family movie. So they couldn't get him. And they thought, well, let's try and get Roger Deakins. And somebody said, you'll never get him. You know, he won't want to work with you guys. And um, he was he was intrigued. He's, he, they gave him the script. He says, yeah, I'd like to do it. And they said he was up for anything. And it all looked beautiful. He's just got like a painter's eye. And the really funny story is that um, where they want to do that shot where they do 
through the noise going through the bathroom and down the drain and through the drain. Yeah. <laughs> they gave him that to do. And he just scratched his head. They said, that's the only thing that kind of threw him for a loop. Otherwise he was on board and he did it. But then after that, whenever they gave him a weird shot, he said, now you're not going to give me another drain to go down. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Uh, because, you know, you think of raising Arizona and it's all shots like that. It's all, it's because, all these. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I think of Barry Sonnenfeld because his films are like that. Right. So you wonder, is it him or is it the Coen brothers? Because he tends to shoot like that. Right. But definitely all that stuff with raising Arizona, for, it's from the point of view of the person running through the supermarket, you know. Sure. Wow. I, I do like this movie. I, I think John Turturro, think about it. The last thing we saw him in was uh, Do the Right Thing. So here's a guy with some yeah. range. This is a guy with like major range. So not just this is a, a, a movie that I think is, you know, very different. Uh, you know, it's a different take on you – know, it's definitely written by people who uh, know movies, love movies, and know the creative process. But it's also – I think it's a great acting job by John Turturro. I think he's just he, – if you look at yeah, how much – and look at, look at how much he has to react to. He's just constantly reacting. Um, just to these, he's in every shot practically. Yeah, you know. he's constantly reacting to these insane circumstances that he finds himself in. So for me, this is really probably my favorite performance by John Turturro, um, who's you know usually uh, he's a great character actor, but this is a you know this is a great uh, lead role for him. So and could this character be any different from the character he played in Do the Right Thing? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He, we just saw him. Now in that's that. an actor. Yeah. We just that's an actor because you know he can play everything. Then think about what he plays in The Big Lebowski. Right, he can play anything. He he can play frail. He can play vulnerable. He can play a badass, a villain. You know, a sleazeball. He can play anything. You know, right, right. I want to know why Tony Shalhoub doesn't turn up in more uh, Coen Brothers. Oh man, you know it's funny because when you think of him as Monk and then you see him in something like this. Uh, he's, this is the antithesis, this sort of like fast talking, gum chewing. Right. Then think about that character he played in the man who wasn't there. Right. Which is, an, and it's another one where he's just hard as nails, fast talking lawyer. And you go, it's so funny how you think that maybe he really is like the guy in monk or yeah. the guy in the men in black. And then you see him in these, you go, God, he can play anything. Right. You know? he's in, and then you see him in, in something like, uh, uh, the marvelous Miss Maisie, and he's the dad, and he's fantastic in that, playing a completely different type of character. So, uh, the, the, Boy, the, not so not not so easy to do that ratatat when you're doing that sort of like fast ratatat dialogue that they used to do in the forties. Very tough, right? I would imagine it, it's you know, tough to uh, pull, he really nails it. It's tough to pull it off without it sounding recited. And uh, right, yeah, right, uh, right. How do you make it sound natural? <laughs> and, and, and like you said, Michael Lerner does the same thing in the in the Ugh. in those things in the office in all the scenes in the office. And uh, John Polito always great. And you know the Coen brothers always great at casting faces. And uh, John yeah. Mahoney yeah. doing uh, doing a William oh. Faulkner is great. Oh, so great. <laughs> and again, he did like twelve years of Frasier. You're you're not. He's doing a New York accent, so you're not thinking he could do a, like a spot on. Southern accent, you know, right? <laughs> you know, when he goes walking off into Griffith Park singing and throwing the the flask, at the, you know, I mean, my God, you just go, geez, this guy, yeah. these are all great actors. And then let's you know? let's talk about John Candy or John. See, I almost said John Candy. The John reason Candy. I said John Candy is because 
John Goodman's so lovable in those early scenes. He's just a big, yeah. you know, he's just like a big lovable guy. Yeah. You almost want to hug him. You're almost like, man, this poor guy's yeah. on the road all the time. And you know, what a life yeah. he's never gets to be at home. And you just, you feel for him. And Barton Fink can't see that, you know, and that's why he's, no. that's why he wants to murder him. I, but I love those <laughs> scenes where he's telling him, I want to write about the common man. Well, I could tell you some stories. And he's like, yes, the, you could tell me those stories. Like that, you know, that's what this is all about. That's why this is so important. And he just keeps cutting him off mid-sentence. And then he oh. says, because you don't listen. He goes, why me? Because you don't listen. <laughs> oh, so he's still angry. Like Jake said, he's still angry from the first meeting that he's the one that called <laughs> saying he was making too much noise, you know? Right. Right. Patrick, what do you do when you have a creative block? What do you do? Do you just, uh, uh, I look for inspiration elsewhere. I take a break from what I'm doing and try and, you know, rethink. And then sometimes you just restart or try something different for a bit. But you did mention off air that sometimes the old, Hey, sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. It's that post thirty, you know? <laughs> hey, free the mind, baby. Free the yeah, mind. That's right. We were we're men. We wrestled. That's a great line. We're men. That's so that's so good. I love the way they just keep everyone just keeps saying the same thing. Well, it's a Wallace Berry wrestling picture. Do I have to spell it out for you? And he's just like, I've never seen a wrestling picture, you know. <laughs> they uh, all say the same thing. They're like, oh, you know, whatever. He's got a girlfriend or he's got a little kid, one or the other, you know. He's right. like, really, Maybe, like but, you know, what do I have to, you know, you're thinking of like the champ, you know, the kind of pictures right, Wallace exactly. really did make. That's right. You know? it's, it's, <laughs> right, right. What does he say? He goes, I just love it. He goes, maybe both. And Michael Erner's like, oh, well, you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. I know uh, it's like we hope not. They, somebody almost gives them a look like we hope not. Figure it out, one or the other. You know. <laughs> uh, I do love that that when the cop is interviewing him and he, he asks if they were had a relationship and he goes, "No, we're men. We wrestled," which oh, always God. makes me that God that makes uh, me laugh. Um, I just love all their like all that all that Joe Friday stuff, you know. Right, and I'm Buck Rogers, you know. Right, and then the guy goes right, and he's Buck Rogers, you know. Uh, you ever hear of so Munt, funny Munt? Munt, the way yeah. he says it. Madman Munt, yeah. <sighs> and you know, I don't know if you know, I know, talk about the nerd stuff. In L.A., you must know this more. In L.A. in the 50s, there was a Madman Munts, and he sold TVs and radios and I think eventually even cars. Yep, yep. yep. And his, his logo was, uh, it was like Crazy Gideon and all those guys, Crazy Auto. His logo was a cartoon drawing of him with a Napoleon hat. <laughs> And it was Madman Months, and people used to make Madman Months jokes. It was like, you know, I'm I'm mad. I'm you know I'm pricing this uh, right. I'm pricing this TV for only you know five ninety nine. No, so I thought that's so great, Madman Month. That's perfect. You're gonna get one person out of the whole, you know, the whole state laughing at that. But they still did it. You know. <sighs> I love this movie. All right, let's rank it. Jake, who is your favorite character? Uh Oh, Madman Munt, man. He is just... John, John, I mean, I, after seeing, you know, once you see the ending, you can kind of you can kind of see where he starts to... or why he seems kind of unhinged. And you right. see... Like, you, you see that, it's like, oh, God, this guy's, like, something's up about this guy. But just to get that extreme, that extreme switch on and to him be justified in his actions was uh i love when uh, even even when, even when he reveals that he's the killer 
Mm-hmm. He shows him a newspaper that says Madman Month, and he goes, "Boy, they can be cruel, can't they?" <laughs> yeah, I'm not a bad. I'm not a bad. Person. <laughs> uh, I love no, that. I'm a good person. Yeah, he's like, if it's not my weight, it's it's my personality. What does he say? He goes, yeah. it was, yeah, he goes, if it's not my weight, it's my personality. It's like, oh my yeah, god! I love, I I love the photo. I love the mug shot where it looks like he they can barely restrain him long enough to take the mug shot. Right. <laughs> It's right. like he's like in overhauls and he's he's like lunging for the camera. Oh. <laughs> Love it. What do you rank the movie, Jake? What do you rank the whole thing? Uh, I give it a seven. Give, oh, give it a seven. Really? that's that's yeah. really solid. It's solid, yeah. Patrick, yeah. your favorite character? Uh, Sean Goodman, of course. Right. Uh, I also give it a seven. All right. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything we didn't cover? Um. No, I. I almost wish it was in like black and white. I think it would probably be the only thing to lend it some justice. Uh, I'll tell you what, but, I would agree, except that last scene when everything's on fire. Uh, I would, yeah, I, I mean, would want to see that in color. Even if they were, to, even that in black and white, I think would have been crazy. I think so. I don't know. I'm. I think. I, there, I think there's something about using color and then making everything look so dull that there's yeah, like everything in the hotel just looks dull and dank. I think that really adds to the feeling. I think shooting in in black and white, you might have lost a little bit of that, maybe. But you're the artist. Everything so, faded. Yeah, like all the the upholstery's faded and the wallpapers faded. You can see the dust. There's something. Yeah, some of that you couldn't have gotten with black and right, white. Right, right. I usually, I would agree with you. Usually, I would agree. This movie. Usually, I would agree with who. What I think Justine absolutely hated this movie. You, by the way, I don't know you, yet. Well, you're, but just, I, you're just guessing. Yeah, I, it's. Can you hear some? It's not her type. Can you hear somebody okay. screaming? I'll show you what the life of the mind is like. That'd be so great. Uh, Justine doing that. Uh, John, favorite yes. character. Who is your favorite character in the whole movie? Chet. Oh, um, yeah, Chet. Um, I don't know that the performance. It's I, it's John Goodman has got the most unhinged performance. So I guess it would have to be John Goodman. Right. It's such a tour de force. But God, John Turturro is doing that's an unlikable character. You think in real life, Barton Fink would be an unlikable character. You wouldn't want to hang around a guy like that. Right. But um it's such a tour de force performance. But and what do you think in real life? John Goodman's the one you would want to avoid. <laughs> right. But um, when you find out all about uh, it, you know. But you love John Goodman. That's that's the thing. He's got that. He's and it's crazy that he can pull off both sides. The sort of like uh happy-go-lucky avuncular guy and then also the uh the the blood you know the bloodthirsty maniac right 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 so um yeah and uh i you know this is my kind of movie i i i'm a complete nerd about this kind of movie i give this a 10 this is one of my all-time favorite coen brothers movies this would be in the top three of all their movies oh no wow i've always always loved this movie yeah I'm going to go... Uh, I know it doesn't, oh, go ahead, Johnny. You know it doesn't what? No, I was just going to say, I know that most people, if they're going to rank their favorite, it, this would not be it. They'd say Big Lebowski I'll, or they'd say Fargo or I'm something. Not, I'm not a huge Big Lebowski fan. I'm going to tell you, that's probably one of my least favorite Coen brothers. I'll be I'll, yeah, be, yeah. I'll be real honest with you. That's the one that seemed to resonate with most people, and it's not my favorite. Uh, I find John Goodman's character so off-putting in that movie that it makes it hard for me to... Uh, yeah. He's so frustrating. He's such yeah. a frustrating... And it's... Hey, all credit to him as an actor, but I just hate that right. character. Like, right. It's like yeah. we talked about. It's hard to believe it's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like we talked about Sharon Stone in Casino. You hate Sharon Stone in Casino, right? You just hate her. Yeah. 
but uh, that's a good acting. But that's job. a good acting job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, John yeah, yeah. John Goodman's character just always rubs me the wrong way. And I've gotten so where I've warmed up to Lebowski more as the years have gone on. I'll keep trying to. I'll keep giving it another chance, kind of like Lawrence of Arabia. Uh, but whereas I've kind of gone the other way on Lawrence of Arabia now, I'm still kind of at that stall at that halfway point with uh, Lebowski. Um, Mario, I had to see it. I had to see it almost like five, six times before it warmed, before I warmed up to it. People kept talking about how great it was. I'd watch it and I go, I don't know. It's leaving me cold. And uh, finally, you know, I go over to people's houses and they're always kind of like, there's always a group watching it. It was like that kind of a movie. Uh, people just loved it. And finally it sort of got through to me. It, it finally wore me down. It got through to me. And uh, I love Jeff Bridges. That's the thing. I love Jeff Bridges. I right. love his character. Right. So right. I, that was the way I finally kind of embraced it. No, I mean, I and, quote, um, I mean, I'll quote it. That whole scene with the Eagles always makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue. Is yeah. Great. But uh, it's just so, you know, I, for some, sometimes I feel like that movie, the the Cohen brothers are always weird, but I feel like in that movie they were just weird to, for for weird sake. It didn't feel like there was a point to it. Whereas I feel like you know other times like Raising Arizona, there's definitely a point to that weirdness. Right. Uh, I just feel like that's the one movie where they're just weird to be weird, and it, I I don't know. Right. Um, but uh, I felt like they finally goes, hey, we're the Cohen brothers. We can do this. Uh, and it was just like mm. Mario. Did you see this in a theater? Did you see Barton Fink in a theater? I did not. I saw it on video years later, and I loved it. So, what was your first your first response? Oh, I liked it. I really did because I again I was, you know, I'm like you. I'm a nerd about old Hollywood. Um, so you caught the references. I caught the references, and I the the ending always just caught me like, holy shit! What did I just watch? But in a good way. Is it a horror film? Yeah, in a good Is this way. A horror film. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of this existence. Ex, ex, it's an existential horror movie because it turns. It's an yeah. existential crisis that turns into an actual horror mm-hmm. movie at the end. Um, right. But uh, yeah, I give this one an eight. I give it an eight. Uh, it uh, doesn't hit the heights of of a couple of other Coen Brothers movies for me, but it always keeps me entertained. And uh, I gotta, I gotta say, uh, as much as I love John Goodman's performance. I always forget that Tony Shalhoub is in it, and the five minutes that he's in it are fantastic. So uh, yeah. I think he's my favorite little like, just slimy producer guy. Uh, <laughs> you can't throw uh, a rock. Oh, you'd, hey. li- you'd, like, you'd like to see more of that character, yeah. even though he's slimy. I love you want to see more of that what, character. What's, what are his parting words? He goes, you throw a rock in here, you'll hit a rider. And do me a favor, throw it hard. I love that. I love it. <laughs> so good. Just such disrespect. <laughs> such disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i'm gonna give this one an eight so next week hopefully if the plan holds up we're gonna be doing um we're gonna be doing uh, mystery science theater 3000 with brent and i hope it because that's gonna be the last time we can get him on for a while um if that doesn't work i will let you guys know asap and the next movie will be fargo so we'll skip to that uh and uh we'll, we'll figure it out all right, so but for uh, for right now, it, we'll keep it at Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the movie, the no, movie. No word from Justine uh, Patrick. No, I think she's still watching. All right, well we're gonna. Hey, wrap- you know, it's um, it, uh, Mystery Science Theater uh, three thousand. The movie is uh, it's short. I I I was reading up on it. You know, they cut thirty minutes out right. of this island. It's Earth, right? shorter than an episode of the show, which is weird. Yeah, how about that? Episode episode of the so show with weird. commercials. Episode of the show with without commercials was 90 minutes. I think Mystery Science Theater runs 85. 
like an hour. Yeah. Weird. So I guess they cut out a half hour. I guess they do that anyway, right? With movies, they cut out. Yeah, they they always cut some out. They always cut some out. Yeah, I don't know why they cut so much Mm. out of that one, though, but... uh, uh, and the pacing, so the pacing's a little different too. They leave more room for the jokes. There's a lot of jokes, but they're not as, uh, they don't come at you as quickly. They kind of give like, Hey, the audience is, you know, needs, needs a chance to catch up. So they don't, the, the pacing is a little different, but it's, that's not to say there's not a lot of jokes, but they're just paced a little differently. So. Because maybe they're like laughing over the next line, right, you know, right, if you're right. making a joke. I did see Mystery in. Science Theater 3000 in, in the theater, and I had to go see it again mm. because we were laughing so hard we missed some of the jokes. So. Oh, wow. That's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, you know, the, the thing about those is they, they throw so many references, and some of them are going to date the movie. I mean, I think there's like a John Sununu reference, right? That's going to date the movie. <laughs> but there are so many other things that are just silly about the the characters and the situations, though. So it works. Mm. There's so many jokes in there, they work. It's like Airplane. There's so many jokes yeah. in there that's kind of insulated against you yeah, know, yeah. aging out. So, uh, But yeah, that's going to be our movie next week. What a great show. We really... Talked about a lot of weird stuff today, but I how love long was this we show? actually don't know what happened. Yeah, it's crazy. No idea. Yeah, Do we stuff. know how long the show was? Uh, very long, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. We'll know when I, it's over two hours, I'm assuming, but uh, we lost <sighs> that first few minutes, so I have no idea. Seems like four hours, but uh, I have to get going. We started at one and uh, then took a break and then. Yeah, who knows? It's now yeah. five o'clock, and if you're keeping score at home, it's now five. This o'clock. was an all day thing. Yeah, but it yeah. was fun. It was fun to get together with you guys, and I love you, and uh, we'll see you da, soon. Da, 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 ba, da, da. I'm so glad we had this time together. That's right. Uh, pull on your rings. Uh, uh, by the way, Patrick, I still have your DVDs. I'm taking and I, good care and I do of them. as well. Uh, <laughs> as do I. I don't know what DVDs they are, but okay. You gave us some Carol Burnett shows that your mom oh, yeah, said. Enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you guys. So you want them back, don't you? <laughs> nope. Shout out to Pat. Oh my God. Hey. Oh, there she is. Wow. Look, just hey, as we're about to. Goodbyes and she we're, we're about to. Hold on, hold on. Hold the presses. Hold the horses. Justine, did you finish Barton Fink? I'm trying to finish. I keep getting phone calls. I have like 10 minutes right now. Do we, should we stall? Oh, no. you're getting interrupted? Right. Jesus. <laughs> John. Why yes. do you do this to yourself? I know. But really, interrupted the last 10 minutes and she's getting phone calls. That's got to kill you, Mario. There are, no, it doesn't bother me. She's not going to like it. The last 10 minutes she's not are calling? She's not going to like it's it. Life, John. Mm-hmm. It's life, John. Uh, you know what? I, I guess I live and breathe movies. That's life. life. That's what they say. <laughs> yeah, we're on this podcast. Mm. Shot down in April. Watch it with hey, we could watch it with her. Oh, look, let's, look, let's look, 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 look. She's showing us. Yeah. Mute us, Justine, so you can concentrate. We got to gotta fill 10 minutes. We got to, okay, here we go. You guys ready? There we go. We're going to fill 10 oh, no. minutes. Uh-huh. We're going to fill 10 minutes. We were so close. We were so close. We were literally about to end, damn it. I know. See, I know. this is why it's tough to be a girl. Because yeah, people so, call you all the time? So many people are calling I'm gonna go you. I'm going to go pee. So many people are calling you. Was that a song? No, I love being a girl was a song, not it's tough to be a girl. It's tough to be Who a was that? it's just was that Nancy Kwan? I enjoy being a girl. It's tough to be a it's tough to be a bug. I remember that from uh It's from, tough to be a bug. It's tough to be a bird. What's that? That was a Disney. 
That was a Disney episode of Wonderful World of Disney. Oh, it's, that it's that, that must be why they called uh, the remember the uh, that was the Bugs Life uh, movie. It was like the 4D movie. It was called yeah. It's Tough to Be a Bug. Oh, that's got to be it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the pus is the, uh, the pus of is the, the place on fire. Is she it really is. in the last ten minutes? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, look, you could see the the glow of the fire. Yeah, there you go. Look how it's framed. Look how it's framed. Look at the picture. Yeah. See, right. escape is just beyond. He has to get past John Goodman to be. You able got to, it, Mario. Yep. Look how. Ah, uh, I see. I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. John, yeah, John yeah. Goodman is the only. See, it's framed. That Roger Deakins, it's framed perfectly. He's he's so great. He is so great. Jesus. All right, here we go. Uh, he did LA, I think he did LA Confidential too, didn't he? Have we done this? Songs that mention a form of transportation. Did we do this? Yet? Do that yet? I don't know, but let's make sure Mario. Uh, let's make sure Justine's not listening to us. She's not. <laughs> Okay. Just seeing if you don't worry, us. she's not. Okay, yeah, you got a good idea there, Mario. All right, here we go. Songs that mention a form of transportation. Jake, Little Red Corvette. Ooh, John, uh, Little Deuce Coop. Working on the night. Uh, Patrick, we are doing songs that mention a form of transportation. Um, Ghost Ride the Whip. Wow. Who did that? <laughs> is that a real thing? It is. <laughs> boy, the way you're laughing, I guess it really is. <laughs> I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say... Supersonic, <laughs> Supersonic Rocket Ship by the Kinks. There you go. Patrick? No, Jake. Downtown from Macklemore, the first line he says he went up to a moped store, said, fuck it. Ooh, okay. So Thanks for looking up things on Google. Mm -mm. I already saw you typing shit in Google over yeah, there. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm that I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if you? Wow. I guess we have to trust you. I guess I guess we'll just have to trust you. <laughs> if, I was, if I was wrong, I wouldn't. If I was wrong, I wouldn't use it. John, okay. uh, midnight special. Uh, okay, I'll accept it. <laughs> it's a train. Speaking of trains, crazy train by Black Sabbath. Hey, how you doing? Uh, crazy. Uh, I'm gonna steal. I'm gonna steal. Uh, oh, I'm gonna say somebody stole my car by the Kinks, which is a terrible song. God, what album was that on? I don't remember that's that. On, that's on their. <laughs> it's on their last one, I think. Somebody like stole phobia? my car. Somebody phobia? stole my car. Yep. God, oh my God, that's a King song I don't even remember. It sounds—it sounds almost like a Huey Lewis song. Oh no, yeah, I believe that. Oh no, ninety-four. Yeah. All right. Oh well. Uh, Jake, baby, you can drive my car. Oh yeah. Beep 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 beep. Yeah. Awful. Beep 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 beep. Yeah. That's a that's a lyric. That, they wrote that down. <laughs> that's a lyric. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. they, they wrote that down. Uh, John? They wrote that down. Uh, mm, Space Oddity. Oh, okay. 
It's a form of transportation. So, sure, I'll, we'll stretch the premise. Um, Supersonic rocket ship. <laughs> it's a form of transportation. Uh, <laughs> Patrick? Talk to me by poison. What are they talking about? Is there a car uh, in there? Driving in the old man's Ford. Oh, okay. Uh, right. How about I'm in love with my car by Queen? Oh, good one. Ooh. Good one. I like it. Jake? Um, oh God, it was, uh, life is a highway by, uh, <laughs> Rascal Flats. Rascal Flats. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, John. And Cadillac. Oh, by, uh, Aretha Franklin. And Bruce Springsteen. Oh, Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, uh, a pink well, Cadillac. She, she is, covered it. I'm thinking of Freeway of Love by, by Aretha. But Franklin. she also covered pink Cadillac. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Patrick. Yeah. Uh, cruising down the street in my six four, flapping some hoes, flapping some hoes. Very nice. Homie scored a key. You got a fly, punk ass fly. How about uh? What about Lord? Won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? How about that? <laughs> sounds, sounds just like her. Thank you. You got to do the laugh at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's John. Uh, it's uh, John. It's 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 Janis Joplin going. Why isn't the Halloween stuff out yet? It's it's, <laughs> it's July fourth. <laughs> That's the voice you were doing. <laughs> That's the voice you were doing, Janis Joplin. I want my pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Boy, if she could come back from the dead, she'd go. I don't get it. What's this thing about pumpkin spice? Everybody's talking about. The Beatles are the pumpkin spice of music. Yeah, I didn't uh, quite get that. I, I knew it was an insult, but I didn't quite get what you were getting at. Because <laughs> it's everywhere. Everybody loves it. I got to keep hearing about it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Over, see. over. There's sort of like an emperor, oh, over, an emperor's new over, clothes overdone. aspect to that. Overdone. Mm, I see. Uh, Jake, I you have another uh, transportation song for us? Uh, it's uh, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. Oh, nice. Nice. To nice. All right. Uh, John Sandy? Hot Rod Lincoln by Commander Cody. Wow, that's a great name for a band. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not the whole name. The whole name is Commander Cody and his Lost Airmen. Is that the greatest? That is fantastic. <laughs> uh, uh, Patrick? Mm. Uh, there's one about the country song about the dude in his car and his dog. Uh... All of them? Which one that is? All of them, right? Um, Let's pick one. Uh, Radar Love. You always pick always Radar Love. love. <laughs> always. Because Radar always Love talks radar about love. because it talks about everything. It talks it about love, sex, cars, uh, what time of year it is, what time of day it is. <laughs> I'm going to steal exactly. John's. I'm going to steal a little thunder from John. I'm going to go with his man T-Rex, and I'm going to go Jeepster. Yeah, there you go. Mm, love it. Love it. Love it. Jake, what do you got? What are you reading off of your list there? Oh, <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. That's all I got. Oh, so now you know he's not. See, that's how you know he's not cheating. He's got nothing. Come on. No, it's just we called him out on it now. Mm. Yeah, hold on. Let me let me, let me me think for a second. <laughs> um, 
Cars. Click, 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 click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Click, clack. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Click, click, clack. Clack, clack. Here in my car, I feel safe. Oh, Gary Newman, cars. Don't listen to us, Justine. Don't listen to us. Watch the movie. Yeah, watch the movie. Uh, Don't listen to us. John Sandy. This is going to be our last because she's almost done. John Sandy. Right. Uh, I will say you can't catch me by Chuck Berry. Okay. Why not? Uh, he references some sort of car. I don't know what, can't remember what it is, but he, he does reference a couple cars. Patrick? <laughs> uh, German Motor Car by Margo and the Sosos. What does that mean? Is that a, is that a band? No, it's Margo? The Margo, Margo, Margo and the Nuclear Sosos. But yeah, Jesus, what what is that current or is that old? Uh, it's like mid two thousand. Gee, that's one of those funky names like out of the sixties. I'm gonna it's, go. It's, it's, they're they're really good. They got he's, she's got a really like ethereal sound. Oh, is it ethereal, ethereal. like Kate Bush? Because I'm tired of that again. No, oh, it was because, before Kate Bush. because all the kids. Let me guess. Because all the kids want to buy uh, running up that hill. Right. I went to Lovell's and they said it's crazy. All these. Kids come in looking for Kate Bush running up that hill, and I have to tell them we don't. They said we have to tell them there's no best of Kate Bush, you have to buy the album, <laughs> right? There's no single, you have to buy the album, <laughs> right? I'm running up that I hill, I'm running up that Mario's hill, I'm running like, up that hill. tedious back in the day, and now I got to go through it again. <laughs> oh, there's the, Justine just finished the movie, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with leaving on a jet plane is gonna be my last one. Leaving on a jet plane. plane. Don't Don't know know if I'll be back. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. Babe, I hate to leave you so nobody nobody doesn't love that song. That is a you start singing that song, everybody starts fucking Neil Diamond. Fucking no. Well, John Denver or Peter Paul and Mary. Peter Paul and Mary is the first one, right? Yeah, Yeah. but Neil Diamond made it his own. And speaking speaking of puffing the magic dragon. Justine, what did you think uh, of uh, Barton Fink? It was interesting. I mean, they get your attention. Right. You think it's like a horror film. You think he's just tired and dream- dreaming. Uh, hi, hi, puppy. Hi, Obi. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then it gets a little serious. It was... It was kind of, I didn't know who did the film, so I didn't expect that, but. <laughs> Just wow. being attacked by dog. dogs. Is this dog like 10 foot or what? I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> is she, she going to suffocate underneath the weight of that dog? Or? Yes, she might. What do you do if you have to get the dog off of you? Patrick, if I were you, I would be a little jealous because he is really yeah. getting in there with that tongue. It's crazy. Somebody should uh, turn the camera off. <laughs> Don't worry. He gives me more attention. Whoa. Wow. wow. We just wow. wrestled. We're men. We so just wrestled. Oh, we wrestle. Yeah. We... You have like a can of mace or something. Oh, yeah. can... So go ahead, Justine. We're sorry you got interrupted by the dog there. Um... I thought it was a good story. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, once I saw who directed it and wrote it, it all makes sense. If I knew that in the beginning, I would kind of know what I was getting into. Right. But it didn't, and that made it more interesting because I was like, I kind of, I think I like this film. Then it got crazy. 
then I was like, I don't know if that's going to stick. Like when the girl dies, I was like, I don't think that's going to stick. I think that's a hallucination of how crazy he's desperate for a story. Um, yeah, no, but then. What about the last half hour? What'd you think of that last 10 minutes with the hotel? I just think I was still really in denial. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, we were talking Crazy. about this, Justine. There's a lot of people that believe that, like, at work, at a certain point in the movie, he dies somehow. Either he gets killed by Munt or he, like, commits suicide, and the whole thing is just this illusion, and he's really in hell. Like, the whole, like, once he gets to the hotel, the hotel is like hell for him. Like, the whole. I mean, once he's at the hotel, it already seems like a horror film. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. or the whole, the whole thing like or the crazy. idea that L.A. or Hollywood itself is basically hell. He's basically oh, yeah. left this. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's like a creative hell, right? right? It's and we were noticing. Yeah, sure. We were noticing when you were. I hope you weren't listening because we were noticing in that you you paused that frame and it was John Goodman talking, and we were saying, "Oh, I had never realized that." I was like, "Oh, look how it's framed." The escape that woman represents escape, right? The woman on the beach, right? And like you see her at the very last shot, but John Goodman is between him and that picture in that the, the way they framed it, and it's almost like he has to get past John Goodman to to escape to get out to the to to back to you know to being free, or he has to die to be free. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, or he finally earned his way into heaven. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe he was like in purgatory. Maybe it was purgatory. Yeah. You know. There's a lot of ways it could go, but you did like it. For it the horrible writing he used to do. It didn't bother you? Like, none of it, it didn't bore you, like, the first part? Because it is kind of a slow a slow start. Um, I just fast-forwarded through <laughs> parts where he was still crying after I fast-forwarded, like, four or five times, and he oh. was still crying. Oh, okay. And then walking through the hallway, and I'm like, all right, let's keep going, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Don't... I don't want you to set the mood. Just get me to where I need to go. Right, right, right. I was finish. like, I think I was also just trying to get the movie done. And I was like, I I get it. He's crying. Like, I don't need the backup shot. Of him yeah, wham, wham, emotions. God. Yeah, emotions. Just emotions Emotions are for ethnic people. Um, yeah. Whoa, bro. That's from Mystery Science Theater. Uh, mm -hmm. But you did enjoy it. You did enjoy it. Yeah, I like the Coen brothers usually. If I knew it was their film, I would have like I probably wouldn't have doubted so much in it and just stayed in there. Okay. Um we were uh, we, we were we were discussing the fact that John Turturro, the last thing we saw him in before this was Do the Right Thing. And it's amazing that that's the same guy. That that's the same dude. He's one of the brothers, you know. He's one of the brothers at Sal's, you know. He's the racist brother at Sal's. Exactly. Exactly. Um, have you seen the what's it called? Night Watch or something like that? No. The HBO short, short special he was in. It was really good. Was it good? Oh wow. What was it called? Night Watch. I think it's yeah. called Night Watch. Um huh. he's he's playing a lawyer. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know right. whether or not it's not he's yeah. not the guy that Possibly killed the. It's the, what the night. Was it called the night before? Or oh, the night of last night. The something? night of. The night yeah. of. Yes. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right. I love that movie. That was a good well, one. He's always great. He's always great. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna ask you to rank it for us, uh, Justine. Mm. And who was your favorite character? Favorite character. <laughs> John Goodman was pretty. He had a fun time. Yeah. 
what a turn, right? And then it just, well, I mean, maybe back then he didn't really play bad guys, but we've seen him play a bad guy, right? In right. that right. horror film. Right. Yeah. Where he had that that doomsday. Oh, like, Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. 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 He I also played a bad guy uh, in the Brother Where Art, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the Cyclops. Wasn't, yeah. he also a, wasn't he also a bad guy in The Big Lebowski? No. No, he's an annoying guy. He's, he's, he's annoying he's, in the big Lebowski. Right. We were just we were just talking about morally this. ambiguous. We were just talking about. Wow, that. that's heavy. But I mean, I know he has range, and the sure. other guy has range. Um, right. Yeah. Because you don't I, listen. Why did you pick me? Because you don't. But that no, was good. I liked it. What'd you give it? Yeah. I knew if I knew it was the Coen Brothers, I would have relaxed more in my mind, but I didn't. Know okay, that, so. didn't, didn't it say, well, was, like, wasn't that like the, wasn't that the first credit? <laughs> no, did they say Joel and Ethan Coen? Maybe it's not. I was thinking that would be the first credit, but maybe not. She doesn't read the did credits. It just go Sean. straight into the actors. She doesn't pay attention to the shoot. She, she doesn't. I started the no, movie uh, when you. Oh, you, we might, you may be right. It might have just said the actors and then straight into the title. You're right. It may not have said the Coen brothers. Yeah. What was your final ranking, Justine? Mm. She's coming it up. She gets coming. I'll give it a... I don't think I'll watch it again, but I'll give it a six. As good as Casablanca. As good as Casablanca. <laughs> All right. I am happy. I am happy with that rating. That is good for John. <laughs> because because I, I, Justine, I also gave it the same rating as Casablanca. A 10. <laughs> so, so John is so happy right now. I am happy. Yeah. I am happy that twice she said I liked it. <laughs> it is. It is. Hard. Right I, I now. Look at him. And I needed a little bit more from it as a 10, but maybe, maybe if I knew, maybe it would have been slightly different. Interesting. There's only it one way matters. to find out. You got to rewatch Going it. In. You got to rewatch <laughs> it knowing. Because I was dissecting the film so much, and then going, why is it so weird, right? But if you knew it was the Coen Brothers, if I knew it was the, <laughs> I knew it was the Coen Brothers, I would have just relaxed and watched it because that's yeah. the kind of movie. That makes sense because with them, you know it's going to be weird. Justine, last so you're thinking, yeah. why is it doing this? <laughs> why is it watching, taking this turn? <laughs> after watching Burn, after reading, I was like, all right, I just can't overthink their stuff, so. Justine, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a reverse spoiler alert. At the end of the show last week, I said we were gonna do Barton Fink, and then we were gonna do Fargo the week following. And I said it's a Coen Brothers double feature. I love Fargo. <laughs> so we are gonna do it uh, in two weeks though. But uh, well, I'm glad we waited for you, Justine. But we have to wrap it up. Yeah, that was good timing that you came back. We were just saying goodbye to everybody yeah, when you I came back. In middle school, my favorite movies were Fargo and um, and Reservoir Dogs were my two favorite. Oh my God! Wow. No wonder you you're so dark. That makes a lot of sense. You were dark. There's a lot and, of blood. And you also blood, love so. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, I, I think he's great. Did you get him? I mean, to be fair, who doesn't? <laughs> Did you like him as Chet the uh, bellboy? <laughs> John, yeah. John, you have very, reached. Very- you, John, you've reached your quota on Chet. You are not allowed to say that name again. You, 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 you've reached your limit today, sir. Sullied the name. <laughs> Mario has this I thing. Mean, how many you, cool people do we get to say our name Chet? Like, that's Chet true. Chet is a cool name, Chet. Chet, you know, Chet. Chet what's up, you, Chet? How you doing, Chet? Do, do you remember there was a Chet TV show Chet. in the 70s called Wait Till Your Father Gets Home, and the son's name was Chet. Yeah. You remember it that? Was Chet? 
Yeah. He, he, he had a, a uh, guy. That's like right. Words. Wait till you find it was, was like an animated hippie. show. He, was like a hippie. he had he long was... hair. He was a hippie and shiftless, kind of a slacker. And his name was Chet. I remember at the time going, perfect name for this kid. Right. The father can't even talk to him. You what know? about Chet on uh, in Weird Science? You're skewed, but what? Love it. That's my brother, yeah. Chet. All right. <laughs> Chet Baker. My funny Valentine, man. Let's get lost. My, ooh, oh, my yeah, funny about, Valentine. How about that? All right, we're going to be back. Sweet comic Valentine. We're going to be back next week with uh, Mystery Science Theater, most likely, but maybe Fargo, depending. I will let you guys know ASAP. Until next week, Justine, thanks for joining us. Uh, Patrick, John, Jake, as always, thank you. We apologize for the technical difficulties at the start of the hour. That's all my fault. I take the blame. We will be back next week. Until then, fight the power. This transition ends now.